0: Hi, my name is Chris Vieira, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast.
1: Okay, I'm starting to record, so we're going to do like a three, two, one, and then we'll just kind of.
2: Why don't we go one, two, three? Why don't we go five, six,
0: on, seven? On, on three or three and then go? <laughs>
2: <laughs> How about we just bang a light and make it easy? <laughs> How about we just start now? Hi, everybody.
0: Hi, <laughs> hey, everybody.
1: Uh, You're listening. Oh, oh, man, it's been so long since I've done this. It's been a while. It's the MBM podcast. We're here. We're recording. I'm doing things a little different today than usual. Normally, I actually physically play the music, and then we start talking, and I'm not doing that today because I'm doing things a little different. Kyle's got a computer with sound on it, so he might play stuff here and there. However, I have ultimate control over him, so he can't just play whatever he wants. And we got Dre with us again because I don't feel like doing these on my own, and unfortunately, Mike is still recovering from his sickness. So it's kind of difficult for him to be in and out of the house for extended periods of time because, well, he feels like sleeping. So if he were here, he'd probably just be sleeping in the chair by now because of how long it took us to get going. He
2: is sleep.
1: He's 100% (laughs) sleep. He's he's doing sleep like now. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Sleep. (laughs) So, yeah, we're back. Um, Not only am I going to obviously post this episode, but uh, within a day or two of posting this episode, you guys are going to be able to find... Um, the montage of recording we did when we were down in St. Ignace at the beginning of April when we were at a race. Um, Portion of it is on YouTube Live. However, I didn't realize the audio was getting cut in and out. So I'm going to try and figure out if I can pull that video off and just insert the audio from us recording on it. I don't know how that works with the Hangouts video and stuff like that. So I might not be able to do it. Um, There's another portion where we actually sat down and talked to, uh, I want to say his name was toe cutter Hutchinson yeah he was a racer there he's actually uh only got uh, uh one lower arm like one full arm and then he's got a prosthetic on the other deal uh we talked to him for a little bit and of course I'm pretty sure we were live broadcasting we talked to Eric Jensen from live RC what was really cool I don't know Dre if you've seen when um live time came out with those tablets now that tracks can get yeah yeah we actually got to beta test one of those
0: no kidding.
1: yeah That's it awesome. was the wildest I was grabbing it walking around going, oh check this out hey what what race <laughs> were you in oh yeah, you did this good see yeah it was it, it was uh it was pretty wild to see it uh, and it's kind of interesting to to know somebody from uh obviously live r c and and get to test stuff and of course uh Eric Sefru was up uh with his dad um Rick and uh yeah man those guys are some drivers, but I'll tell you who really is a wild Driver, it would be Cole Tullard. That kid can drive like nobody's business. Is he a local boy? Uh, he's from Wisconsin. He's actually a Team Associated sponsored driver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really cool to to meet one of the team guys and get to kind of snoop around and you know his dad was kind of going into stuff that they do with the four four three uh, specifically to make it handle even better and you just sit there and shake your head and be like, wow. Like mine's box stock, bro. <laughs> I've done mm-hmm. nothing like that. Oh wait, no, I've done this, that's it. And then yeah. <laughs> so it's just it like I said, it was interesting to see the kind of equipment and the amount of stuff that they come with to a race with. You know, Kyle, you think i take a lot of stuff to a race? Yeah, no. Not even close.
2: Mm, the mic or
1: Oh yeah, they even exceed what Mike brings. Oh boy. Oh yeah, there's spare parts coming out of everywhere. What it kills me is
0: you, you see them with all that stuff there and we got it packed into like three bags.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, dude. I, if
0: I go to a big race, like the back of my pickup is clear full of stuff. Yeah, it yeah. takes me four trips to go to the hotel room because I don't want to get stolen <laughs> on the truck. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that's pretty much uh, how it was for me. It was also interesting to see that he runs RPM front arms because we know a lot of team guys don't. They run uh, the regular factory arms. And, you know, like they said, they're – Do we want to finish the race or not finish the race? That's the question. And if we want to finish the race, use what works. Yeah, they're a softer material. No, they're not as good. Um, Yeah, the car suffers a little from having them, but at the end of the day, a DNF's a DNF, and, well, you know, first, second, or third is a first, second, or third. So I see where they're coming from. I put one of those fancy little Exotec bulkheads in the front of mine the aluminum ones with the rubber inserts that are supposed to kind of save some, I'm almost contemplating putting a factory set of front arms back on it and seeing how long it takes to explode them. I didn't break my last ones. If it weren't for a short course truck, that was going the wrong way. That's what broke my factory ones. I was running factory ones for probably the first two or three races with it.
0: Well, I busted two rear ones and not a, I've got RPM on the front and they had all these crazy tumbles. I've taken my four, four, three, the fronts have been fine. The rear always just grenade and explode and,
1: well, I, I tell I tell you what. How long have you had those front ones on there for?
0: Since I have owned the buggy.
1: Okay, so do yourself a favor. Order another set of RPM arms for the front of it, and yeah. take the old ones off and compare them to the new ones. They're, they're not broke. No, they're well, not broke, well, but they'll be stretched out like like on. Uh, well, I'm sure they are. Like okay, so see, this is a brand new set where the like the the front uh, whatever
0: hinge pin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when I took mine off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't broke, but it was stretched
0: out like the pin was getting ready to fall out on its own. When the, which SC-10 was at the point two. One of the, one of the SC-10 trucks came out. One guy updated. Well, then he sold his old truck, and then he had a huge Ziploc bag just full of suspension arms. There wasn't a single one of them broke. Bag. Why do you have, like, 30 of these? All well, they they wear out, and then I replace them. They get a little loose. One guy goes over there. What do you want for them? Five bucks? Yoink! Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> um... If they're not broke, I'm not replacing them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, was, this was the same guy that was going to go to a big race the, with a at at 1030 and just top off his shocks. <laughs> 1030. <laughs> <laughs> just to see how many guys gave him the oddball look at what are you doing? No, you know
1: this? what would be funny is, is to get like a, a quart of oil, like a, a quart jug and empty it and put like shock fluid in it. Oh, that'd be great! And then put like put a little bit of dye in it or something like that to make it look like it's actually motor oil, and just be like doing a <laughs> shock change. And everybody would be looking at you and be like, "That's the secret, right there, boys." Yeah.
2: <laughs> I you guarantee you're you gonna darken <laughs> it
1: up so it looks like yeah. used motor oil, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you That's guarantee you there's there's five guys showing up the next race race weekend with a quart of oil in
3: their pit bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, I wanna do that now. I really do. I really do. I wanna go run my eight scale. I wanna go jump it. Dre just fixed his. One of his. Both of his.
0: Uh both eight scales and well, you can't really say the Pro 4 truck is fixed because the center diff may be Grenaded, and I may just be gonna run it tomorrow in the parade anyway, and just see how long it makes it. Because you, all right. So this this is your spur gear, and this is your out drive going to rear. Yeah. Oh, the, it is the bearing is shot. The spiders are probably shot, but I don't have anything to fix it right offhand, and I want to run it tomorrow, so it's just gonna go, and whatever just is destroyed is destroyed. I don't. It's retired from racing. I'm just gonna bash on it, but. I took it, we have a big family Christmas every year. Yeah. And it's at an old Catholic school here in our small town. And there's a gym, so I always bring one RC car and I rip it around for a while, have the really small kids chase it, and then a little bit older ones that let drive it. So I threw in a 65 milliamp battery. Here you go, guys, go play, you know, switch up, have a, everybody have a turn. I go back later and I can just smell. I'm like, ooh, that's not that's not good. Well the <laughs> the set screw came out of the rear drive shaft. Right. They the front tires were still pulling around. They didn't know any better. Yeah. They had been the been the whole time anyway. I'm like, oh that's bad. <laughs> so it so should fried the bearings mm-hmm. in it, I'm sure. There there was oil still in the dip when we took it apart last night, but it's it's very, very ugly. So Yummy.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> be
1: be honest with you, I haven't touched a single one of my cars since April.
0: I would, I'm the same boat other than I've painted like two or three bodies. And I, I, well, I've been working on my rustler here and there. I got, I got some foams from uh, a
1: Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. It's I know so I got nice. a, I got a bin sitting over there full of them and I haven't put them in a Ziploc bag for the uh, summer yet. These are still in the
0: bags. That I got them.
1: Oh before. yeah. Then you're laughing. No, I just, all the ones I used from racing there. Like last year I was really good about it. Last race I came home, put them on Ziploc bags, put them up on the shelf. Yeah, this year they're sitting in a bin on the floor in the middle of the basement. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, I know, uh, I don't get it. I don't understand why there has to be so much drama in R.C. Like, do these people not understand that it is a very small hobby to begin with? And, it, and it's fringe on, you know, it, it seems to be making a comeback and becoming more popular. But with some of the stuff that some people do do they not realize like that turns people away from it? Like when you take somebody like me who was so involved in it and so had such a passion for it and I don't even want to do my podcast because I'm just kind of over it. That's a problem. Like that means there's some really crappy people around. And unfortunately for me, they're local. (laughs) They can't be crappy people from somewhere else where I could just tell them to go and fluff a duff and, you know, carry on about my way. No, no, no. I don't know. It's just
0: it's in that- everything though, too. But I, I've noticed it it's getting worse on RC. I think it, or it was at our track. I mean, or, I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to go into detail because everybody will figure it out. But there <laughs> have been individuals that they just come out and they make wait. Tim's on that one show where he talked about a meteor. That was the perfect explanation. They came in. They were going to be just huge. By the tail end of the season, they were just, uh, yeah, we're going to come. We're going to run one heat. We're going to bitch about something, and we're going to leave. It, just, it was a bad deal. And like I said, it drives people away. It's, it should be a family-oriented sport. We're playing with toy cars. Yes, they're fancy, and they do this, and they do that. You can adjust all these parameters, and it's, it can be a big, serious competition deal. And at the end of the day, we're playing with toy cars. Yeah. I'm going to take, take that $800 8-scale buggy tomorrow. And I'm going to jump it as high as I can during a parade. And it's probably going to hit the ground and go into about a million pieces. And you know what? Everybody's going to go, that was awesome, do it again. I'm like, yeah, I can't, it's broke.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, At it, the, the, the end of the day, it's toy cars. Everybody just needs to have fun. Yeah. And when it gets, when it gets that serious, to step away and think, hey, this is not a life or death situation. I'm not getting paid. Even if I am a sponsored driver, which I know very few in my
1: area are. We had that conversation before, remember? (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's just, it just, it pisses a guy off Mm -hmm. to no end that people need to, think they need to take it so seriously. Uh,
1: uh, I don't even know if it's just about the so seriously part of it that, that drives me insane. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, all I want to do is race my cars. You know, if that means I have to get more involved and help out more to make sure that things get ran and, and, you know, stuff's done. Then I will, but don't ask me to do a job and give me the guidelines and parameters for said job and then expect me to overlook. The, like, that's just not the way I function personally myself. I know maybe some people might not, but if you give me something to do, I take it fairly seriously. And, and when people act, uh, you know, off or. And again, you know Kyle and I are a lot the same in the sense that we both share a very similar uh, learning disability. So we both kind of understand how, to, how we think. And most people don't understand that about us. And, and that's fine. But at the same time, I, I know there's been a lot of issues with people locally here that get upset with me because of the way I am and it's like well what do you want do you want me to lie to you do you want me to to pretend I'm somebody I'm not like either accept me for who I am and I, I thought we were in the kind of world now or society now where you just accept people for who they are you know if I was 15 years or or 20 years younger than I am now if I was 12 years old and acting like that would you dislike me as much or would you say oh maybe that's a kid with this or that you get what i'm saying with that like it's Mm. like people treat you differently because you're an adult like i I get it you know i can act like a
2: a a child sometimes i can we act like (laughs) yeah we gotta stop going in public together
1: yeah well hey (laughs) we we go into okay so like you guys have like uh dollar generals and stuff like that yeah we we have literally the dollarama they call it in canada Okay. And the one day Kyle and I go in there and he's got a coffee and we're in the one little section where they got a bunch of crappy camping gear that's like $3 a piece. And he pulls out like this little tripod, like uh squatting chair. Right? It's a little stool. Yeah, like a little stool. And he's sitting on it. I thought he was getting ready to stand up. So me being a smart, you know what? kick it out from underneath him well does he not go flying backwards the stool goes one way his coffee spills away from him in the opposite direction he is right in the middle of one of the aisles people are looking at us like we're a bunch of buffoons and it's like oh man we are gonna get kicked <laughs> out of here you know that's the fun side of it and and again i i don't know if any of those people are listening that have had issues with me, i'm sorry like I, I it is what it is you know uh joseph uh, quagrain jq uh put up a. Um, a great article basically saying that, you know, it's not his life's goal for people to dislike him. If you don't like him, there's nothing he can do about it. But that at the end of the day, that's not what he's after. He doesn't want people to not like him. And I'm the same. I don't want people to not like me. You know, I'm, I'm also the kind of person where if I even know you don't like me and you, you come by, me, I still say, hi, you know, I'll, I'll still wave to you in public. If I see you out in public, even if I know you don't like me. That, because that's just the way I am. I'm not that kind of person that holds a grudge. You know, I can, be, I can be irritated and pissed off with Kyle one minute and literally in a half hour later, I'm texting him, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You want to go grab a coffee? You want to go, like, go try and do burnouts with my truck that doesn't do burnouts? Like, you know, <laughs> do, you, like, do we want to go do something that we shouldn't be doing and get in trouble? I, I just, I have a feeling with this whole me having my possession license now, we're going to get in so much trouble.
2: Oh, I'm already... Getting uh, you worked up and into some yeah. bad stuff. But anyway.
1: Uh, see, look, 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 and he's rubbing it in. <laughs> right? What a jerk. <laughs> for those of you that can't see right now, Dre is holding. What is that, Dre?
0: A Springfield Armory. XD forty five compact three point eight pistol.
1: Oh, it is so pretty.
0: It is, get a good look at it. Just ooh. I, and, I, you know, the, don't I move for a
1: minute. It's focusing. I want to hold it. Well, go ahead and try and grab it. It's right there. I know. It's all the in best, 42 inches of
0: glory. <laughs> the, the best part about this gun is I can go to my back door right now, and I can fire it indiscriminately out my yard because I live on a farm. Well, I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah. In, he, in the United States of America. Listen. <laughs> I could
1: if I had a firearm go to my back door and indiscriminately fire out my back door. However, I would hit my neighbor's house and I don't think that would go over very well with them.
0: Probably not.
1: <laughs> no, there's uh it- it's funny enough we were in um a local new um firearm, what would you call it?
2: I just call it a gun store. Okay. Cuz that's that's what it is. All right.
1: So, there's a new gun store in town. A lot of people are up in arms because it's in the downtown core. Um, But we went in there today. Like, that building is tighter than a frog's behind. And not to mention, they have a security company that's also, I believe, owned by the same people that own it. Yeah, they
2: own the security company. Yeah,
1: so, and there's somebody always in the office pretty much 24 7. So it's like, yeah, okay.
0: This ain't like down home. This ain't like my gun store, though.
1: Probably not.
0: Who has a chain smoking 75 year old there? And no. That's it. No. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> yeah, no. Not, not, no. <laughs> so, um, we went in there today and, you know, we had a great conversation with the guys, and uh, it's going to be a problem. It is. It's going to be a big <laughs> problem. Like, it's, it, it's.
2: Well, the biggest problem. <sighs>
1: No, is, the biggest okay, problem is is we know somebody that works there.
2: That well, that's the that, that's <laughs> one big problem. Yeah. The second big problem is Canada's
1: gun laws. Well, okay, so that's kind of where I was going because we had the conversation in 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 the store with with the guys and you know, I don't understand it. I I don't get the concept of why there's laws that prohibit and don't allow for Canadians to be able to conceal carry. Now, everybody would be like, oh, it's safer. It's sa-. no, Listen, it's not safer. All you've done is taken it for somebody like me, who's a law-abiding citizen, Kyle, who's a law-abiding citizen. You've taken our ability away to have some kind of personal protection on us. Now, does that mean that, you know, you're going to shoot any hoodlum that jumps you? or something? No, not necessarily. Mm. And I get it. If they were to change the laws in Canada, a lot of laws would have to be created and or um, fixed or changed in order to you know, allow you to protect yourself with said firearm. But at the same time, I'll tell you what, when I'm in the United States of America and there's some guy beaking off, I don't get involved. I do? Neat. Ne- not touching it with 10-foot pole. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. know if that guy's carrying. I'm not touching it. In fact, I'm going to the other side of the room. I'm not even trying to break this stuff up. I'm going to go watch it from over there and hopefully not catch one flying by me. But so for for that idea of it, 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 all you're doing is affecting the law-abiding citizens. The criminals are still going to get the guns, irregardless if they're prohibited or restricted. Because see, in Canada, Dre, oh,
0: no, no, they're not. It's a gun-free zone. They're, the criminals don't bring guns in a gun-free yeah, zone. Yeah, right, right. Just, exactly. Just, just Hillary Clinton. She'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But
1: here's the thing. In Canada, so I'll give you a little bit of an idea how things work in Canada. We need what we call a possession acquisition license or a PAL card. Mm-hmm. there are two versions of a PAL card as a regular citizen that you can have a non-restricted and restricted a non-restricted. Basically your shotguns and rifles all fall under that. As long as they have an eight, what is it, an 18 inch barrel? I think minimum
2: 18 inch barrel and must have a stock to it. It can't be just not, handheld.
0: Not a pistol grip. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Like what? if
2: it's got a pistol grip, it's got to have a butt to it as well. Sure. Cause they are coming out with a lot. Of we actually played with a couple of them today, but they're basically a handgun with a butt on it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It, it's like a Browning 22 pistol, but yeah. they, they put a rifle around it. Gotcha. So it's got yep. the clip that comes out of the bottom, like it's a pistol and everything like that. It's, 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 it's that, just tiny. I
0: had a buddy build an AR pistol.
1: Yeah, oh, I, was, I was like,
0: I was like, why? But at the same point, why not? Why not? Why yeah, not? exactly. <laughs> I, I
1: actually grabbed, um, I think it's Guns and Ammo AR-15, um, mm-hmm. lo- which blows my mind. You know, I hate Walmart. Walmart. Okay, yeah, sell me a magazine with full of guns that I need a restricted license in order to get. By the way,
2: we're gonna get into restricted, but hang on. Um, well, just, the bi- the biggest thing you talk, as you're this, going on yeah. with that. We walk in, and of course, in the glass cabinet that's there behind is all the handguns. And don't I find a baby Desert Eagle made by IWI. <laughs> 549 bucks. I'm like... That's cheap. It's very cheap. I'm like, I need this. Uh, like, this would be my go-to sidearm.
0: And what was that then? Uh 45.
2: Forty-five. Okay. Yeah, it was beautiful Yeah, it was, and then uh, and then we went up to the other one. Well, but hang on, that video. Oh yes, they had a video playing up on uh, big screen up in the corner, and it I just happened to look up, and it was them actually demonstrating from IWI. They took the gun, dropped it in a bucket of water, let it sit. Picked it up, cocked it back, emptied the clip. Went to the next screen. There they go. Gun. Put it in like a sandbox, gravel, dirt, covered it. The guy reached in, grabbed the gun, cocked it back, emptied the clip. Just brutalizing this gun. Nothing like it'd be like. On a, on a Desert Eagle. On a baby Desert Eagle.
0: I would not think that they would take that.
2: Yeah, I guess this company, this IWI, just they really stand behind their equipment, yeah. So, okay, I got it here. So, basically, non restricted
1: firearms are ordinary rifles and shotguns, other than those referred to below. So, now we'll get into restricted. Restricted is basically, um, goes along with this handguns that are not prohibited, and we're going to get into prohibited firearms. Hang on. <laughs> yeah there's three different classes oh yeah so semi-automatic centerfire rifles and shotguns with barrels that are shorter than 18 and a half inches so the ar-15 is a 16 and a half inch barrel it's two inches too short in order to classify as a non-restricted
2: now i wonder if you put a muzzle brake on that
1: no the barrel the physical barrel the muzzle brake does not count as part of the barrel well so
0: i'm so i'm two for two on this just you guys know (laughs) Rifles and pistols.
3: (laughs) Anyway,
1: uh, okay, so uh, rifles and shotguns that can be fired when their overall length has been reduced by folding, telescoping, or other means less than 660 millimeters. And for you wonderful Americans listening, that is 26 inches.
0: So if it's folded up, it's still going to be longer than
1: 26. Yeah. Okay. And then... uh, and then firearms restricted by the criminal code regulations, so we can get into that after. Prohibited firearms include handguns with a barrel length of of 105 millimeters or <clears throat> basically 4.1 inches or less. <laughs> He's going to break it down. <laughs> uh, handguns that discharge uh, .25 or .32 caliber ammunition, so you know, like a third two special. Or thirty-eight yeah. specials yeah. or whatever, yeah, we can't get those either.
0: She gone. Uh,
1: now there are a few exceptions to prohibited, with um, what you call there, um, international shooting union competitions. Yep. There are some, uh, I guess, deals that you can get for that. Uh, what's here? Rifles or shotguns that have been altered by sawing or other means to the barrel length is less than four hundred fifty-seven millimeters. Uh, which what is four hundred fifty-seven? 18 inches.
2: Yeah, so you can't cut off the end of your own barrel, but you can go to Browning and say, I want the home protection barrel, which is... 18? 18. 18 inches on, on the, the dot, yeah, yeah. bolted on. And, yeah. But you can't cut off the end of your own barrel. No. I don't... What does it matter? If it's 18 inches, 18 inches is 18 inches, whether you did it yourself or if the manufacturer did it.
3: Let's see.
2: See the thing
1: that bothers me so much about it is it's it's got to be such a pain in the butt, like all of the information has to just be so wishy washy. Oh
2: boy, did he just bring out like calipers or something? I didn't see what he came back with. Oh, you wait and see. He's got a measuring Measuring tape. tape.
0: Okay, so what'd you say the barrel length of the handgun?
2: Uh, four and a half. No, four point
0: one inches. Yeah.
2: So basically, okay.
0: so this is still, yeah, they were right when they said the name street three point eight. So basically, this is this is just as well qualified as a full frame handgun. And so that that's a lot of crap. But, but it's they, prohibited they gotta, here. That one is prohibited
1: uh, in Canada. Yeah, but so prohibited firearms, I believe, can be owned by police officers
2: and gun collectors <clears throat> and gun collectors. And yeah, but they know, have once to be it dis-
0: takes to get a gun collector license. Right? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah i don't know there's a lot of regulation and i'm pretty sure the gun has to be disabled yeah it has to be disabled like firing pins removed
0: so basically it's a wall ornament at that
2: point yep yeah so the the
1: nice thing is though is at least we're somewhere like the first place we went to today those guys all carry restricted stuff for us yes so we know with our restricted pal we can go in there and buy one now here's the trick with restricted oh here he goes Ugh.
2: That's beautiful. What a jerk.
0: <laughs> Honestly, don't go through the regular rule. You buy one, they're not worth it. I never shoot it.
2: Really?
1: Yeah, see, the thing is for us, restricted, and this is where I'm getting, restricted firearms, um, legally, you're only to shoot them at the range. Also, you're, apparently, I haven't been able to find the actual wording of it online, so I'm saying apparently. When you go to the range, you are obligated to call the local law enforcement office of the city or town that you live in and inform them of what route you are taking to go to the shooting range with your restricted firearms.
2: You've got to plan route, any stops you're going to make along the way, how long you're going to be at the range, and your direct route back. You cannot, like, say, have your handgun in its case, in the trunk of your car, hidden in the spare tire area, go into Walmart for an hour. No, 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 no. You are to go from your home to the range, back home, back in the safe. That's it.
0: I'm sorry if I was you guys, I wouldn't even bother with them. It ain't worth it to me.
1: But- <laughs> well, but see, I want to be able to go in and fire handguns and and all those kind of things. And I also, um, to give myself something else to do other than RC and always concentrate on RC, I kind of want to start trying maybe to do like, sport shooting. Like, literally going and shooting targets, stuff like that. And maybe one day it might lead down to trying to participate in a competition or something like that.
0: Why not? I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. Matt. Yeah. That is a very slippery road, and it is just as slippery as RC, yeah, just, no so you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. just so you know. Yeah, yeah. I was in guns before RC, yeah.
2: Well, especially when, where I was going here, we go up to the, the other, other place. The gun start. And don't they have a hand cannon revolver sitting on the (laughs) shelf? It's a literal hand cannon. And I was just, I'm like, I want to touch it. I just, I want to hold this. Well, did you get to? No. Why didn't you ask him? I should have, but no, because then I'm going to want to spend the $5,000 on this gun. And like I said, we're going to end up going to the range.
0: And, and it was, one of it was us a big is, old
2: bad revolver, wasn't it? Yeah, and one of us is going home with a broken nose. I could guarantee it. One of
0: you two Google Savage 110BA.
2: Okay.
3: Have...
0: Savage.
2: 110 BA. Yeah, you bring it up because this laptop decided it wanted to go nappy nap.
1: Oh, yeah, I should have told you about that. Holy. Spank him!
0: There's one seven miles from my house.
2: Look at Friend this thing, Kyle. One. Can you? Oh, you can't bring that up on the screen. Oh, no, it's I, a one, I For those it listening,
0: on it is a 338 Lapua, which may as well—it's a sniper rifle. That's all it is. It's got an accurate range of like two miles. It is literally worthless around here. You'll never use it to its capabilities, <laughs> but it's cool.
2: That is cool. cool.
0: Well, so the sad—the sad part is. The, it's a friend of mine that bought it. I that, see, that what, classifies like a free- as a
2: non-restricted, by the way. <laughs> I, can, I can buy Is that it? one. <laughs> <laughs> just like when we can go up there and pick up the 50 cal. That wasn't sitting on the shelf. I have a feeling they sold that. Oh, man. They Is had a ferret. Uh, I can't remember. I think it might have been. I was too afraid to go near
1: it because I thought for sure the glass that it was on top of was just going to explode if you went anywhere near it. So I'm
2: like, yeah, just go over here. Beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful.
0: And you know what's the funny part about the fifties? You think they would kick like crazy. I had the opportunity to shoot one two years ago on Fourth July. I hear they don't. No, it's like shooting the twenty-two. But yeah. like Do not do not stand three foot off the side of the barrel where the muzzle breaks gonna blow you because it'll feel like you're getting punched in the stomach. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's why they have that big lock yeah, on yeah. the end of it. It's. Uh... So one last thing here I'll real talk quick
1: about with restricted. I just brought it up on the RCMP's website. Uh, individuals require a firearms license that is valid for restricted firearms in order to possess or acquire restricted firearm and to obtain ammunition. A registration certificate issued under the Firearms Act for all restricted firearms in their possession. An authorization to transport issued by the chief firearm officer of their provincial or territorial j- jurisdiction in order to transport a restricted firearm from one location to another. Individuals must store, display, and transport their restricted firearms according to the applicable re- regulations.
2: So. So you've got to have your restricted license, an authorization to transport certificate, yeah. and what was the other condition? Um, the uh... It was before the authorization to transport. Registration certificate and a registration
1: so you, for the, every. The valid gun. license is your pal, your restricted pal, and then a registration for the gun showing that you bought it and serial it numbers, yeah.
2: etc. And then an authorization to be able to actually mm. have it leave your home.
1: You know what I want to talk to Dre
2: about real quick, Dre? Uh, do you know yes. anything much about this turning eighty uh, percent
1: lowers? Yes,
0: yeah. I do. Okay, I do. so okay, I can explain this to you. Yeah, With could you? Because.
1: Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm fairly new to getting into firearms. I've always been fascinated with the mechanics of them and how they work and taking them apart and everything like that, which is probably why I get so nervous about the fact of getting into them because you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You're going to be a nut like me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this. But thanks to Heath a- with this his CalRC AR- mats, I'm not going to lose stuff. <laughs> this is your AR upper. Right. Okay. This is your lower. Great. Yeah. All right. The pistol are you familiar with your follow me at this point? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically your lower, which is your where your magazine slides into and where your trigger assembly goes. Okay. You buy a chunk of aluminum, which is it'll be this vague shape. Right. It'll look but everything on the inside isn't is, milled out. It is not milled out. Okay. So you gotta mill it yourself.
1: And and apparently from my understanding, you can see that the, this one, uh, the, the magazine that I picked up, it actually gets into the fact that um, there's this guy who's selling CNC machines that are specifically designed to mill out 80% lowers.
0: Oh, it doesn't surprise me at least.
1: So, and, and what's interesting about that, Kyle, and what I find very interesting about the United States and some of their wonderful, wonderful laws. Sorry, I was just... <laughs> I know, I know. They have... I, I got to go
0: this way.
2: Uh, Boom! Oh. <laughs> they Talk have like the wonderful
1: know. ability to build their own firearms, and they don't have to register them. They don't... They, they to,
0: uh, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, sure. so that's where... Okay, so that, that's where it gets into a slippery slope with this guy, because this guy is very much so... Uh, according to one of the... Um, what are they called again? Uh, I'm lost. Amendment. According oh, to one of the amendments? amendments, you guys obviously the second amendment, they have the right to bear arms. Bear arms. Well, I guess if you actually read into that whole amendment, it actually says you have the right to bear arms and manufacture your own. So that's what this guy is going off of. Why wow. do you if you're if you're making them for yourself, not to sell them, not to make money off them?
0: Yeah, that that's the loophole. If you if you purchase an eighty percent lower, you mill it out, you do it, and it's for yourself, you're technically legal. Now, for a profit though, if you, though, the, if the, you, the, if the you make one for your buddy and you sell it for fifty bucks, that is illegal. No, now, y'all, no,
1: no, no. How much did you pay for the lower?
0: Well, I'm saying on top of what the lower. Cost. If you're okay. making, a, if you're generating a profit,
1: yes, exactly. If you're making a profit, so if you say to somebody, somebody says to you, "Hey, can you make me an AR-15?" and you tell them, "Yep, yeah, my exact cost is." $350 for all the parts. They hand you $350. You order all the parts. You mill it. You build it. You hand it to them. Nothing required.
0: Now, I don't know. You're. you're that, again, you're, this. You're even, I know. I'm just. This just guy about, is
1: pushing the envelope of the of well, the government. Absolutely. So let me it, start it, off by depends, saying that before I get a bunch of hate emails. <laughs> you don't know what
0: you're talking about. <laughs> and it it depends upon the law enforcement officer that he runs into as well. hmm. I'm nothing against. I have a lot of friends that are law enforcement officers, a lot of friends. My sister works for pheasants. Well, she's kind of DNR pheasants or whatever, but all that stuff. If you catch someone on a good day, they're probably going to let it slide. You catch somebody on a bad day, that is down to their reading of the rule, what ticket they're going to give you. I, I've i heard plenty of stories of guys getting pickups and everything taken away for doing illegal things, and somebody did the same thing on another day, and they got away with a slap on the wrists. Right. So yeah, I don't well, – the whole, that the whole 8% over thing, I'd love to do it and try to see, but I would not be making them for anybody else. I just That's a slippery slope.
1: Well, but that's just it. Like I, I love the idea of that. Like, I, again, I get it. You know, every country has their own laws and, and everything like that. It's just at the end of the day, the laws are there for the law-abiding citizens to follow. Mm. They are not there to stop the criminals. The criminals have made it very clear they don't care what the laws are. And that's my frustration with it. Let me oh. and everybody else protect ourselves and our home. Because for all I know, Kyle and I could be sitting here in my basement and somebody come in through that door with a sawed-off shotgun, and guess what? Yeah, it's a prohibited weapon. Did that stop him from getting a shotgun? Did that stop him from cutting the barrel off of it? Mm. No. And, and you know what I have in my house? Nothing. Because I haven't purchased a firearm because I had to go get a license in order to do it. And now that now, I have the license, now I can go out and purchase fire. firearm.
0: Here's the other screwed up part about that: guy breaks into my house, threatens me with a weapon, I shoot him. His family then follows a wrongful death suit on me, yeah. and I owe them millions of dollars. How yeah. does that work?
1: Right? Ain't, ain't that yeah. some stuff? <laughs> yeah. I've now heard, heard lots about that, but you know why we don't have that fires problem in Canada? First, no, no, no. Takes out
2: your kneecap. Well, but then hang on. Self defense. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. Well, He's he, not even he getting into that. First. See. In Canada, we have this wonderful way that if you go and file a lawsuit against somebody and you lose, you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. It's not on the other guy.
0: That's a novel idea.
1: Yeah, In the U.S., if you go and file a lawsuit and it ends up nobody wins and it gets dropped, it didn't cost you anything other than what you paid your lawyer. Mm-hmm. There's no other cost associated with it. Yeah. But or in Canada, when you lose, happy. you're forced to pay all of the court costs. Yeah, well. And that's why everybody in the US is so sue happy because who cares if I don't win? I'm not on any money because it'll be just like you have a lawyer who's taking your case on based on they think they're going to win. So there's no money up front out of the person's who's suing's pocket. It, that's why it's a rampant issue in there, and uh, and I've heard lots of people talk about they wish they would change it so that way you know there is some responsibility to the person suing if they lose, because of course the person defending themselves has to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially on a lawyer to protect themselves to to yeah. try and get uh, off of those charges, and then that person's out all that money even if they win,
0: and and just the fact that they were in court in the first place soiled their name. Yeah. Yeah. Whether so they it, and,
1: and that's exactly it. It doesn't matter at that yeah. point. That's some yeah. I hear you. It, it's it's like I it said, it's double edged sword. It is. And not that I ever want to have to think about the fact that I'd have to you know shoot somebody in my mm-hmm. home. You'd want to hope well, that that doesn't happen, but I wouldn't either. So what's what's the what's the rules and laws for you storing those firearms? You just kind of leave them around the house wherever you want. There's no real.
0: Can't hey, can't shoot something if it ain't loaded. Yeah, like... Yeah. All right, all right, honestly, all right, here's the deal. There, there are... That was a, that was the smart Alec remark to that. Uh, I am currently not aware of any household storage rules, although I keep mine in a safe. Now, yes, I had them out, but that's because I knew we were going to talk about guns, tonight, and I just wanted to play with you guys. But no, I, <laughs> I, I keep
3: mine
0: in a safe. Now, if you're in a vehicle... And this is—I do not know about the entire United States of America. Every state is rules are different. My concealed carry permit, which is valid for Iowa, is not valid in every state. It's a state by state deal. Yeah. Pre- reciprocation, or however you pronounce that big word. But if if you're in Iowa, and you do not have a concealed weapons permit, if you, you have a, ve- a gun in the vehicle, it must be fully enclosed in a case with a zipper closed or tied off. Ammunition must be stored separate. If you have a concealed carry permit, you may carry a long gun or a short gun, short gun being pistol, and they may be loaded. Now.
1: Could you imagine trying to conceal a long gun?
0: Baggy pants, sir. Baggy pants. <laughs> 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 But uh,
2: get all the parachute pants for the AR-15. I
3: don't
1: (laughs) think. Is that an AR-15 in your pants, or you just never mind?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Where's that going? Okay. Oh yeah. If you're now, and this has been some debate because you guys have coyotes up there, coyotes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's been a debate because when they opened up concealed carry permit, you could have anything loaded. Well, okay. I'm driving down the road, I'm not necessarily coyote hunting at that time, but I've got a loaded high power in my truck and I see a coyote. Uh, that's been a big deal. The has gone one way or the other about that. But if you're hunting, say it's shotgun season, you are not to have a loaded shotgun in your pickup at that time, so there's that. Um, it's a there's a lot of finicky rules, but the rule out of thumb. Uh, if it's in a car, just keep it in a case. Keep your ammo separate unless you have a concealed firearm permit. If you're hunting at all, I don't carry anything in my arm because I just don't want to. Don't want to risk the dealing with the DNR. It's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. I, I live in the boonies. It is not a big deal. But the honest. The main reason I got my concealed weapons permit is because that seventy five year old chain smoker in that gun shop said. Go get it so I don't have to run your freaking paperwork every time you come buy a gun. When I was on the spree of like every two months, I was buying guns.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one thing. I've, uh, I don't know how that works here in, in Canada. Like, do I walk in there, show them my pal my paperwork, and I walk out with the gun an hour later after I pay them that? Yeah, they log
2: it in their book with <laughs> your pal. Um, no waiting period? No waiting period. Perfect. They literally have the book. They write down the make, model, um, serial number, your name, address, pal. Cool. Um, Now, that might have changed because recently the laws have changed with registering the long guns. You don't have to have the registration anymore. They did uh, that for you, which is... Whatever.
1: Long gone. Listen, I don't care. I don't care. You know what? If it costs me an extra 15 20 bucks for every gun I buy to register with the government, I don't care. I'm not that's doing not, any, I'm not doing any not, What?
0: They charge for that? Well, yeah. even if
1: they did. Listen, at the end of the day, the government charges for everything. They charge you for your driver's license. They charge you for the sticker on your plate. They charge you for this. They charge you... Whatever. It is what it is. I, I don't understand why people are so concerned with the information the government gets. Listen, if you're a law-abiding citizen... You're doing things by the book, you behave, you're not acting like an a-hole. Who cares? Who cares?
0: I agree hundred percent.
1: Like I I don't care. Do what you want with it. You know, everybody says, oh, the government
2: this, the government that. But oh, they're gonna do whatever. The biggest reason for the whole thing about long gun registry was the cost and strain that it was putting on the government. The amount that it was costing the government annually to keep up on that. And the worst part is they created that problem for themselves. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And it was costing billions of dollars annually to keep the long gun registry. Yeah, so then it was worth getting
1: rid of, absolutely. So you want to hear some information. This is how we have to store non-restricted and restricted firearms in Canada. So your ammunition can be separately or... uh, Wow, that doesn't make... Store the ammunition... Okay, store the ammunition separately or lock it up. It's up to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be under lock and key or you can put it under lock and key. Hang on. Hang on. It can be stored in the same locked container as the firearm if the container is locked. So in your gun cabinet, you can put it on the top shelf in the gun cabinet and lock it because it's in a
2: locked container. Correct. Now, back to the issue of you can store the ammunition separately, but doesn't have to be locked up. <laughs> Restricted ammunition. Well, that I haven't got there. I haven't okay. got there. Would you relax? So, uh,
1: I don't think you have enough. You oh. need to buy some more. <clears throat> buy boy, more, boys. Did, did you? Did you just see him? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so. We have Wha- to. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> off
0: air, off air comment, boys. Okay. Off
1: air. <laughs> uh. So basically, with non-restrictive firearms, it's uh, attaches a secure lock device, locking device such as a trigger lock or cable lock, depending on obviously if it's, you know, a bolt, whatever. It depends on
2: um, bolt action, uh, all yeah. that. Yeah. So we won't and get then. Into specifics. Uh, uh, yeah, so it cannot be fired. And
1: then lock the firearm in a cabinet container or room that is difficult to break into. So there are some stipulations that they have if you want to turn a room into your locked room. The, t- the door has to be a certain kind of door. It has to have a certain kind of lock, blah, 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 blah. A bunch of stuff like that. You can use a gun cabinet, which I'm sure Dre is familiar with. And you can also get stuff like, you know, the big Plano um, locking cases. That is considered a locking container.
2: Correct, but it's got to be also again trigger locked or cable locked, all the inside, inside of, it, of absolutely, a yeah. lot.
0: So that's good to go for you boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. That, that's what we just call gun safe.
2: That's just that's it. It's a gun safe. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the.
0: But yeah,
2: to put it to in about. the gun safe, if uh, what you guys call the DNR or yep. up Department here is the and MNR and ministry. Whatnot? They come in and say, "I want to look at your gun cabinet." And they open it up and you unlock it for them, and your twelve gauge is sitting there without a trigger lock on it. But by guns, yeah, you can get it. Well, they can give you a fine for it. They can make your life miserable. They will make your life miserable. Not
1: necessarily. They will. To begin with, if they come into your home and they're asking to look in your cabinet,
2: well, say we're they're, they're there for no, a reason. It's hunting season. We're at camp. Yeah, they have every right to come in. And inspect and check and make sure everybody's everything is valid and yeah. yeah. They they can go through your fridge, your freezer, anything they want to make sure you're legal. You're not poaching. You're not over your limits. Yeah. All your everything stored safely. And it, again, it all depends on your conservation officer. Yeah, is he in a good mood or is he? I wonder if you
1: have to have the trigger lock in them on them at night because you're out hunting. I think so. I think they have to be remember. put. I think I think I recall from the hunter safety course that I took is that after um, sunset they have to be like if you're out hunting
2: it has, and you're on your way back it has to be like locked up unloaded. It doesn't have to be locked up. It can be. It has to be unloaded and it has to be in a case or sleeve. Yeah. So yeah, it has like, to be covered. One of those That's gun it. socks. Yeah. So if you're going
1: out deer a blanket. hunting. It can be rolled up in a blanket as long as it's out of sight and unloaded. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. It
2: doesn't have to be trigger locked, anything like that. Mm. But um, like say if you're going out hunting for deer, you're going out five o'clock, sun hasn't risen yet. Mm. You get one of those gun socks, which is basically just a big long tube sock to mm. slip over your gun, ammunition and clip in your pocket and you walk out. And then once that sun, sun starts cresting, then you can pull your sock out. I believe it's out. 30 minutes before sunrise. You're yep. allowed. Exactly, thirty minutes before and thirty minutes after. So much, so many damn freaking rules. Dre's camera is really out of focus right yeah. now. Yeah,
0: it's on focused on my side.
2: Really? Oh yeah, because look at the the little one. It's. Uh, it's
1: just because he's blown up big. Uh, no. But he wasn't that blurry. It earlier. wasn't that earlier. Yeah. Let me.
0: Is that better?
1: Uh, it's like I'm drunk. What the hell? Oh well. Oh, well, whatever. we'll deal with that.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't start messing with settings on Skype.
1: Well, no, you move. Well, it might be from when you moved it. Who knows? That could be. Let's see. <laughs> this is hilarious.
0: Options. Oh. oh. Yeah, you're close
1: to your microphone, bro.
0: Oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> video settings wow that is blurry as crap <laughs> well, it, it's like one, I drank a dozen beer and it's like a <laughs> on the one on one screen it's blurry and the one I moved it to my other screen to look at the settings And
1: yeah the little one
0: yeah, yeah holy god
1: nice save follow my face <laughs>
0: autofocus you should be on sir da,
3: da, da.
0: That's making it worse. Hang on, give it oh. a second.
1: Okay, yeah, no, definitely go back the other way.
0: Oh, there okay. he is! Oh.
1: Holy, look at how wow. crisp,
2: crisp. Yes, <laughs> you I can, can actually pay. count the floor. Um, yeah, Floors. look at it, eh? Yeah, look at them all.
0: Advanced settings. We're gonna. Look oh up. no! Let's <laughs> <gonna up laughs> give all- Oh no! 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh that's a typical RC guy. What can I mess with here to make this maybe oh ooh, maybe shouldn't have done that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, that's just typical me. Did uh did Kyle tell you about my mirror, my pickup, Matt?
2: The what? Oh the um, pickup mirror. Y- mirror. Yeah, I didn't tell you about that. I figured he might have told oh boy.
0: So my O three Duramax. Uh huh. It's got the little baby mirrors. That doesn't have the big tow mirrors, it has little baby mirrors. Yeah. We went camping the other weekend. Well, I folded them in so everybody goes buying four-wheelers. Wasn't going to clip them with their shoulder or whatever. Yeah. So I fold them back out. I'm going home, and the wind's catching the one, It's coming back just ever so slightly. Well, it's enough to irritate me. I'm like, all right, something's loose in there. So I dick with it that night, and I can't get it to tighten up at all. So, I, I mean, I'm sh- I'm getting fat zip ties to shove in the gap. I'm like, how much CA glue is going to take to shove in there and make this thing stick tight because this is irritating the crap out of me. <laughs> I finally had enough. I get on the internet, get on the interweb, and I look up. Oh, Okay, there's a manual adjustment screw in there. No big deal. Pop the glass out. Get back in there. There's a nut in there. It says right on the first line: Be careful popping glass out of mirror may crack. What do you suppose happened? <laughs> snap, <laughs> snap, cracked it. Oh, well, that isn't
2: even the best part.
0: No, th- this isn't the best part. No, this this gets way better, Matt. So, and of course. My pickup has the auto-dim fluid. Of course. Yeah. It's got heated mirrors. It's got the blankers in the mirrors. So I was like, Ugh, that's going to be expensive. Well, I got it this far screwed up. I just will adjust it while we're here. So I tear the rest of the mirror apart, and there's no nut in there to adjust. It's this goofy-looking little plastic thing with wires running to it. Like, that's odd. So I go back and come back in the house, get to the computer again, type in different kinds of mirrors, all 3 Silverado auto folding mirrors. Oh that thing can have auto folding mirrors. To activate your auto folding mirrors, put your mirror select in the middle position and hit the button to the to the right. So I go out there, hit it, serious crap, they fold in on their own. I've owned this pickup for five years. (laughs) I it gets better, don't laugh too much. It gets better. So they're folding in at this point. Well I wonder. So I hit the button they fold back out. Guess what's not loose anymore? The mirror is just perfectly tight. <laughs> I call the local ship the next morning
1: because you bought this thing brand new off the lot, right?
0: Oh no, 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 no. Oh, no okay. No. no, this was this shoe was well used. This is, uh-huh. it's an 03. I bought it five years ago. Oh, she's okay, way, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. She's previously enjoyed, as we'll as we'll say. <laughs> anyway, but I called the dealership because no, none of the parts stores are gonna have a mirror for it. The junkyard was closed. I'm like, i oh, just. If they got one and they're halfway reasonable, I'll just go up there and get it because it's going to irritate me not having a, the right mirror in my truck. Mm-hmm. $490 for the glass in my truck. Just the glass. Just the glass <laughs> for the mirror. They will. Yeah, they will sell me the entire mirror for $520, but just the glass is 490 You tell me how that works.
1: Well, it Here. sounds like to me you spend $1,040 and put two new mirrors on it so they match.
0: Mm, sounds like me. I get on the internet. and I find a blast for 130.
1: Oh uh, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah.
2: And this there's... is after, or this is before he had to go and take a shower because the auto dimming oh, mirrors oh. have that a liquid is... in yeah. it, and I guess squirted all over ya? covered in it. <laughs> yeah.
0: That I have a. We have to wear the day glow yellow shirts for work now. Right. Yeah. That, that one shirt is not day glow yellow anymore. She is. It. It looks like freaking maple syrup.
2: But with like an acid type tone to it. Oh uh, yeah, it's brutal stuff. Well, at first it was funny because he's like, "Oh, uh, I got to go and take a shower. I'll talk to you in a bit because I've got all that heated mirror liquid on me." I'm like, "No, that that's definitely for your auto dimming mirrors." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally forgot to tell you about that story, Matt. Yeah, that is uh that is too funny
0: chalk it up to me trying to fix something and cost myself a bunch of money in the process.
2: It sounds like something I would have done too. That though. sounds like something i do you know, on a regular basis. That sucks, dude.
1: See, but uh, I'm a little bit... See, one, the, the, uh, this is
2: the way I am, though, with used vehicles,
1: is I'm the kind of guy who takes the VIN number and I Google... Like, you know how you can get the VIN number and it tells you all the options that are on the vehicle? So I'll Mm -hmm. do that. And then if I don't find enough information, I'll actually call whatever the dealership is, whether it was, like, my wife's Mazda, for instance, or, like, when I got my Jeep, it was the the Jeep dealership. And I just asked them, can you tell me exactly what this vehicle had on it? Because I want to know everything that it does. Like, my wife's car, for instance, she's got a Mazda 6. It's a 2010. When you're walking up to it, if you hit the unlock button and then hit it again really quickly after and hold it, it'll actually roll the two front windows down and open the sunroof. Nice. Yes. Now, here's even better. So if you get, you know, when you get out of the vehicle all the time, there's always you forget maybe to roll your window up all the way or the passenger left their window down. With my wife's car, you put the key in the lock, like in the, the lock and you turn it to lock. It locks all of the doors. And if you hold it, it raises, it'll raise the two front windows and close the sunroof. Are you kidding me? No, but that's what that's I mean. awesome. And now you know how I found out about that? And it wasn't the dealership that told me, no, 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 I was reading the manual. <laughs> I'm actually not. I know, right? Like Who would have thought? Read the manual. <laughs>
0: you want to know the process I went through when I bought this pickup? <laughs> I went to the dealership. All right. Where's the Duramax is at? All right. There's two in my price range. Okay. What's it? This one's got 373 gears. This one's got 410s. I want 373s. I get a bit, little better mileage. We'll start playing Power to Pull. Okay, now let's look for the major dings. This, my, my pickup is a major gouge in the one box side. I'm like, I can use that for leverage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I wouldn't have used it for leverage. I would have said, I'll pay you what
2: you want, but you fix it.
0: Oh, no, it was yeah.
2: it's a work I'm truck. A, it's a dirty max.
0: It's it, Whatever, it's a gouge. <laughs> I, I don't know, it is what it is. I owned it for, and it had a goofy key fob on it. I owned it for eight months before I figured out it had remote start. <laughs> I'm like, I was sitting there in my garage, I'm like, and it's for the heck of it, I'm just wondering, I'm like, why is there this weird little lightning bolt in this key fob? Because it's no big deal. The, the GM key fobs are kind of crappy. They go bad. People buy aftermarket junk ones. They throw them on. I just assume that's what it was. I'm like, all right, doors locked, doors unlocked. Obviously, no trunk on this truck, so that button doesn't. I wonder what the lightning bolt does, and I hit it. Oh, my parking lights came on. Eh, whatever. It must be something else. I walked back in the house about a minute later. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bye. Did my truck just start? (laughs) (laughs) I think somebody's stealing my truck. (laughs) That's too funny. That's
1: too funny. All right, well, I think what we'll do is we'll take a quick little break. We'll come back, and then we'll talk about the man-man. van. is it at, like 17.2 now? I don't know, 36.8. Maybe. uh, (laughs) I lost track. Somewhere around there. We'll figure it out. Um, And then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what Dre's got going on this weekend with his RC cars. Uh, I might actually go run my boat. Believe it or not.
2: I'm on a boat!
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I won't continue that. Yeah, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. (laughs) All right, we'll be back after this little break.
0: Cow RC, the radio controlled maintenance king since 2008, providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, part trays, Performance aerosols and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, CowRC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow CowRC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOO. That's code I M O O. Cal RC Maintenance King
1: Okay, we're back, and Dre's still here. Kyle's yes, still here. <laughs> so, Kyle, yes. tell us. Since we've been on break, what version of Man Van are
2: we on? Um, thirty-eight point six.
0: <laughs> so now, what? What stipulates <laughs> each new version of the Man Van? What's What's happened?
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a new rest spot. A new. <laughs> Just anything you look at it different. Um, a sticker peeled, it gets a new version. <laughs> yeah, Matt came up with the idea of the the versions of. You well, know, every movie. every
1: time uh, every time we do something, it's just like uh,
2: okay, so now we've got version one point five. <laughs> well, I think since the last time, I ended up doing the pinion seal in your driveway. Yeah, yeah, because you had started
1: doing it.
0: Front or rear? Rear. Yeah, that's not so bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. 300,000 kilometers on it later, and it's never been changed. And taking that pinion nut off was real
0: tough. How, mi- how many miles is that?
2: 300,000 would be it's t- like 200. Two- 220. I don't know my conversions. I can, uh, what are we looking for?
1: Miles to kilometers? Yeah. Or kilometers to miles? Kilometers
0: okay. to miles. I've That'd got be like 230, wouldn't it? I think, Kilometers
2: to miles. Uh, about
1: 186,000
2: miles. Yeah. Oh, wow. So just under 200,000. Yeah, she was due. Oh, it was due. <laughs> we'll put it this way. It was leaking, like, When I got it, there was a little bit of seepage out of the front of it. Uh So I'm like, eh, it is what it is. It'll last. Well, it got to the point I started noticing the diff and axles were just covered in oil. I'm like, I should check my rear end fluid. (laughs) (laughs) So it's empty. Well, got to top that up before we go to camp. Two liters (laughs) later, so two quarts of (laughs) 80W90 in the rear end, and I think I'm good.
3: That's bad. Until I start
2: driving down the road. And all I can smell is gear oil. Mm Because you know that potent, disgusting smell of gear oil.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. They should make that a cologne. On the exhaust.
2: On the gas tank on the underside of the vehicle, on everything. The pinion seal was so bad, it was going out of it just as fast as I could put it in driving down the road. (laughs) So I go and pick up the $5 seal and "Ah, that shouldn't be too bad. Knock the drive shaft off or take off the pinion nut, mark it. Take the seal out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. After you get the threads real clean, the pinion nut goes back on real quick. Yeah, cuz didn't you have to use like my little uh, wire wheel? No, no, it just uh from taking the pinion nut off, it cleaned all the rust and scale oh, and right, everything right, right. else and Yeah, so it fought me right to the last thread and then putting it back on, I literally snugged it by hand and then used the breaker bar for the last little bit as I was spinning the tires on the ground trying to get the two marks to line back up because, of course, you got to torque that pinion nut to like 280-something foot pounds. And being on a gravel driveway, it...
0: (laughs) If my, the Chevy one's got some crush sleeve in them or some damn thing. I can't remember what. Yeah,
2: I've got a crush oh. sleeve in mine too. And you're supposed to technically change it and pull the whole rear end apart and check your rotational force and everything like that. Yeah, no. No. That's yeah. why I just took the little grinder and I made a mark on the the actual pinion shaft and the pinion nut bolt. And this is what my mechanic said. I went to my mechanic. I said, how hard is it to change pinion seal with a crush sleeve? He's like, the hardest thing about it is going to be finding the socket to find the, the fit on the pinion nut. I'm like, what about rotational? He's like, I just mark it. What do you mean, mark it? Yeah, just make a mark on the pinion shaft and the nut and torque it back to that. <laughs> I'm like, but it's got a crush sleeve. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and... He's like, you pay me to do it. That's how I'm doing it. I'm like, okay. I'm <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going home to do it myself.
0: There's, I'm going to – well, I guess I used to free go to quite a bit. I'm not on there much anymore, but it's, it's coloradok5.com. It's a forum for K5 Blazers and square-body Chevys and, and whatnot. Yep. And I just remember there's a post years ago. A guy was changing out. He's putting gear – changing his gears in the rear end or whatever he's doing. He sitting there trying to crush that crust leaf he didn't realize he was driving his blazer into the wall of his garage every time he cranked out <laughs> on <of> the <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do you torque it that
2: much? Like, it, without being on a hoist and having somebody put their foot to the floor on the brakes, like, how do you do that yourself? Because there's, there's, cer- there's a certain torque back to it. Like, if you over-crush the sleeve, you've got too much force on the bearings, and well, bye bye bearings. And if you don't have enough, then you have slop, and then bye bye bearings. So it's a it's a fun task, rear ends. That's why I don't rebuild them. There's just too much. Uh, the crush sleeve ones are the pains. It's The ones with the shims are a lot easier. I just put some shims in, and Okay, your gear mesh is satin. See, I like we're going to move a vehicle, but that's,
1: that kind of stuff is what's like, yeah, no.
2: No. Moving along. <laughs> but, yeah, more adventures with the man van. What else did we do with it? I ran the mud bogs out at uh, Runway yeah, Park. Yeah, uh, That went great until It was going
1: great. Um, somebody's great cold air intake yeah. idea.
2: Sip it. I will never take first place at the mud box because my buddy's dad has a belt bogger. He's, I can't remember what he's got for a motor in it. It's on an old, he put an old uh, Morris Oxford body. I think it's a 54 on a, what did he say? Was it a blazer? It was a, no, it was a Bronco frame. And he runs it, and he runs every class. He's got a set of tires for everyone, 33s, 35s, 40s, and then he's got paddle tires, which the paddles are actually scoops. (laughs) And this thing just, they're literally scoops on the tires. Mm -hmm. And the amount of torque that it takes to turn those things over just to drive it is ridiculous. A stock 302, you're putting it to the floor just to crawl along with it. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, so I wasn't aiming for first place cuz well, I'm not going to take it with him because he's got you so never much know. he's got well, unless he breaks or doesn't run my class, I'm just it's not going to happen. So, my buddy, he runs his, he just nose-dove it into the pit and <laughs> that's as far as he went. So, <laughs> then another guy went, he another dodge. They were all dodges. It was my buddy had a Dodge 94 style. The other guy had the same style, just regular cab short box. The box and cab mounts, the while well, the top of the box touched the cab. It was in a nice <laughs> V pattern. <laughs> he ran it through. The box wasn't even attached to the truck. It's bouncing around. Dead stop. So I picked my lane. I line up. I had my daughter with me. Line up, helmet on. I pull up to the line and there's the fence with all the uh, spectators there. So I just grab her, throw her over the fence. My buddy that's standing there watching. I'm like, watch her. Get up there. She's like, and everybody's just like, really? You're taking that in there? (laughs) Yep, yep. My seven-passenger minivan is going through the mud pit. (laughs) So I line up. She's like, yep you ready? I'm like, yeah. So I put up my window and she's going down yelling at the other people at the other end with the flag and the timer because it's all a timed event and uh, making sure they're ready. So I make sure everything's set up. Yeah, I'm in four low. Yeah, okay. So I get on the brake really hard and I just get on the throttle to load up on the torque converter ready to go. Well, didn't it she jumped and didn't, she thought I was going to run without dropping the flag. <laughs> and she's scrambling and going back and forth and just drops the flag. I don't know if the other guys were ready down at the other end, but I went, she dropped the flag. I startled her. I'm like, eh, whatever. Get through. I got f- 56 and a half feet into the pit and there's a lot of water in it. So I was pushing a wall of water over the front end. <laughs> How deep well, was it? Um, well, it was banked. The line that I had picked was banked to the right. So the water was over my headlights.
0: With a cold air intake.
2: No cold air intake. No, I had just, just taken yeah. the snorkel off the air box that brings it into the fender. And takes oh, the, the air out of the fender. I figured, okay, well, I'll take that snorkel off. And I pulled, there's a little gap in between the rod and the headlight. And there's a little rubber cover in there. I'm like, if I take that off, I'm going to lower my air intake temps. And it did. It dropped it down quite a bit. Better fuel economy, trying to get a little bit more pep out of her too. Yeah, well, that wall of water decided to, as I'm coming up out of the pit, Mm -hmm. and the picture has been shared on the MBM podcast page. Mm -hmm. If you want to see it, it is the actual action shot that I died not even three seconds after that. (laughs) Coming back up, and that wall of water that I'm pushing ahead of me decides to find its way into the air intake. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I'm almost out of this one. It comes through one pit. Up onto like a tabletop where you can gain a little bit of speed and then back and do another one. Dead, just swamped it, <laughs> and me being smart as I am, <laughs> my truck is underwater and I roll it over. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Not even thinking, I just... Neutral key, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I should let off the starter. I didn't hydrolock it, oh. thankfully. Got towed out, pulled all the way back to the starting line. I didn't even get out of the truck yet. So I wanted to get her started up. I'm out of the water. I want to get the water out of it, get it fired up, because I don't feel like being dragged around back over to where the parking area is. So, another guy that I knew that out there was going to unhook everything from behind while I'm cranking it. Well, him not thinking, I just swamped the motor. I've been underwater for quite a few minutes. But I'm going to go and unhook the chain while he's cranking it over, right where my tailpipe big. (laughs) Well, I guess it was a river coming out of the tailpipe. <laughs> She's like, whoa, 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 Mike's there. I'm like, tell him to get out of there.
3: <laughs> you
2: hear that I'm trying to crank it over, and you know Dodges. They've got that uh, high pinion starter, so they they scream. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like a race starter. and <laughs> Keys there and water everywhere coming out. I finally got it started. and. She wouldn't idle for quite a while.
3: <laughs>
2: I got her fired up, held her to the floor, and stupid electronic ignition, and only letting it rev up to 4,000 RPM while you're in neutral. Stupid idea. You should be able to hit red line with it. We can fix that, I'm sure. We'll figure oh, it out. Oh, yeah. Tuning. A little bit of tuning. But I back <sighs> off the throttle, and it just... Blah. I'm like, oh, don't even play this game. <laughs> drove it over to my spot, let it idle for a good ten minutes, but yeah, she made it out and then everybody else ran, had a good time. Oh, best part of it all. So my truck dies, I put my window down, rip my helmet off, throw it across the truck, mad. <laughs> of course. Cause that's how I react to things and Matt knows this. I have a tendency to throw things. No comment. I have not thrown my controller. Never from RCs ever. So isn't my daughter right there? Right there. And she's four. And she was oh. cheering me on. And I put the window down and all I hear is over all the the tractors and everybody talking and Daddy, what peanut? You're not supposed to get stuck," <laughs> yells it at me. "Well, doesn't everybody start rolling?" Freaking, can I tell you? Yeah, oh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. funny. I yeah. Kind of wish I would have went. Yeah, you should have been there. It was a, it was a good time. It's a, it's a good all day event. Uh, they didn't have the show up that we were hoping for, but it was the first one of the year. Uh, a lot of people were working on their actual mud rigs and haven't gotten them finished up. So the next one, the turnout last year was great. They only ran three races this year. They're running six once a month. Yeah. So that just goes to show you the turnout was pretty good to change it from two, three races a year to six. So next time, hopefully, yeah. Uh, i got to figure it out. I think I'm just going to run it. Hoodless, PVC, uh, snorkel.
0: Hey, run your run your intake. Cut a hole behind your glove box. Run your intake. I'm your not cap. running
2: a hole through the firewall. I already considered it.
3: <laughs>
1: it's my no, dad.
0: You gotta, here's, here's what you, you going to Then you, you cut your hole and you just get a piece of tin and you put some friggin' RDV sealant around there and you screw it back in where you're not using it. When you use it, you take it back off again.
2: Yeah, but firewall structural and
0: oh, yeah, that's a unibody. No, no,
2: and... mine's still full frame.
0: Oh, full frame like body a, on frame. Not like, not like a new CJ or not like a new Cherokee.
2: No, no, uh, or like the newer versions of the Durango. I'm pretty sure they went unibody as well.
0: Well, your Durango is still kind of like a truck. The new ones are cars. Mine is
2: 100% truck. It's got the Dodge 1500 frame under it. The frame rails are the exact same, fully boxed front to rear. Frame widths are the same. I can take the front axle out of a power wagon, suspension and all, cut it off the frame, all the mounts for the four links, everything like that, literally take it, wheel it underneath my truck, and weld the mounts to the frame wherever it sits perfectly center in the wheel wells. I don't have so to adjust them width-wise or anything like that.
0: So we need to start looking for wrecked power wagons. Yes. <laughs> uh, there, and the reason,
2: <laughs> the only way I figured this one out is after my back surgery, I had gone, just when I got back, I was going to get my prescriptions I'm like, I'm waiting around. and I'm like, no, I'm going to need some magazines because I'm laying around. So, of course, get some four-wheel drive, off-road mags, things like that. Get back home. I'm flipping through it. Center page. Dodge Durango. My style. Full exoskeleton. I think they put (laughs) the 5.7 Hemi in it. And the front axle out of a power wagon in it. Running 54-inch military tires on it. Wow. The tires oh are outside God. of the body. This thing looks amazing. <laughs> like one hundred percent tube exoskeleton up the sides, front, across the top. This thing you roll it over and you flip it back over and it's gonna look the same. You might have cracked windshield, but that's about it. I should show you a picture of it. It's uh they call it the Dur Wagon because it's a Durango and uh power wagon compilation. Nice. Yep. I thought
1: about it. <laughs> and the best part is by the time we record another one of these, I'm sure there'll be another Man Van adventure. Oh yeah. Well we still gotta talk about camp. We can save that for the next one though.
2: Oh well we want to touch on camp a little bit. Um
1: What do you mean? I Where it snowed? It. Yeah, well. And we slept in a tent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are troopers. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: It was like minus three, which would be like uh or thir- twenty what, thirty thirty degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, roughly. Jesus.
2: And this guy, and what, yeah, you know what? The year? Uh, May. <laughs> yeah, it's northern May? North North Ontario. <laughs> yeah, we can have snow in June up there.
0: Can can you just say early early May to make me feel a little bit better? Cuz late May was
1: No, actually down. it was the weekend before May too far. Or uh it was two weekends before Memorial Day for you guys. And we
0: have snow. And we had snow.
2: We've had snowstorms in June. Yeah. (laughs)
0: All right, it's June 10th today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was 98 degrees here in Iowa. I was (laughs) sweating profusely. I was hating life. It sucked. And you guys have had snowstorms in June. Yep. That's nuts.
2: Yep. But, yeah, man, van, camp. Um. Previously, I don't know if we spoke about this, I needed to change the rear shocks on the man van. Because they were... (laughs) I literally unbolted them, and when I took the top bolt out, the shaft just dropped immediately right to the bottom. (laughs) Leaf sprung suspension, so shocks just really don't do anything. Don't need them. Don't need them. Overrated. Overrated. Except for the fact that my leaf springs were wore out and laying flat after my lift kit and shackle extension. So I decided, okay, well, good shocks are going to be about 100 bucks for a pair. I start looking around. Well, isn't there a set of shocks? They're Monroe's, but they've got a coilover. over are cast.
0: cats.
1: Okay, now we're back. Kyle was talking about those overload shocks that he put in the back of the Durango, which makes the Durango not sag at all. It does not. And, oh, Dre. They were having a conversation outside of that. I had to deal with my children.
2: Um, huh. These new shocks. A new pair of Monroe load-adjusting shock absorbers can assist in maintaining ride height when up to 1,100 pounds of additional weight is loaded. Perfect. There we go. So another thousand pounds on top of your stock suspension.
0: Sweet, to make them Ford boys cry.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> and new Dodge owners. What? Huh? There's nothing wrong with my truck.
0: Yeah, you just said it, you said it won't do burnouts.
2: Mm-hmm. And when you put mm-hmm. the. Four wheeler the- in it, it looks like what did we say? Oh, we can't say it on the podcast. No, it's squatting it's, it's, like it's a, not uh, that
1: bad with the four wheeler in it. It does squat, but again listen, they sell <laughs> the truck in the same trim level that I have, other than the drive line, that you can put a trailer on the back of it that'll with ten thousand pounds on it.
2: Yeah, but they also adjusted the suspension and
1: No they didn't. If you properly balance a load and the tongue weight is what it's supposed to be, the truck doesn't sag like that. That's the problem.
2: See, I don't question tongue weight anymore and well, reproved that when I was well, loading Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Holy, Look at this. Over a ton of gravel on the tongue weight and quit showing that off.
0: I'm moving it. I'm moving it. <laughs> what a Damn guy. It.
2: Making me jealous. Right, here, right.
0: Here, I'll show off something you need to get into right here. Oh, you need a eight
2: scale buggy. Yeah, yeah I, should, we were, I should
1: take you to the skate park with mine.
2: We were talking about uh, yeah. crawlers. Is the jeep a crawler?
1: It, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> what, Is it like, a, crawl, a crawler or a scaler? I didn't know if
1: you scaler. had a scaler,
0: Matt. I have a scaler. Okay, but
1: it's called they call it crawling. Yeah, when you go out, mm-hmm. and in RC, the jeeps are popular for scalers and for rock crawling because they do a lot of stuff and we got to remember too that you know the new jeeps aren't what the old jeeps were no but at the same time you know jeep isn't such a company that they just slap you know a trail rating on any vehicle they make they do have requirements that the hang on no they do no they have I, requirements I that the for... vehicle needs to meet in order for them to put the trail rated badge on them I
2: don't
0: think and we're that's, talking that's about why there the was... same thing And that's why there's a million Jeep Liberties running around with an IFS and a trail rating sticker.
1: Right, because they were able to get through that trail.
0: (laughs) Yeah, And sold sold of my S10 Blazer. Probably. Which is is even (laughs) even worse than the man band, because that thing was a station wagon.
2: Yeah, well, I sent you the picture of mine lifted and Mm -hmm. running 33s on the stock. Chevy 7.5 inch wide rims and...
1: But you guys are talking about the axial, right? Like the yeah SCX10. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yes, um, they're called scale or crawlers. Like when I would go out and run, we normally say we'd either we're either going on a trail walk or crawling. So probably using the definition of crawling incorrectly, but so does probably a hundred other hundred thousand other people that well, do it.
2: Well, exactly. But no, Dre was just uh Why you wanna buy it. a Dre?
0: No, I got three already.
2: Okay. He he wants me to get into it. Oh. He's oh, like, oh then sure. it would give me an
1: excuse to keep mine. Right now it's looking like it's gonna get a for sale sign on it so I can buy guns.
2: You <laughs>
0: Anybody a- wanna buy anything? an Axial? <laughs> Do not let me forget you need a tc C four, little buddy.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: I'm it's- holding on to it just for you. Do I need to get your hold of your chum, Mike, and tell him that we're going to have a live auction on this thing?
1: Mm, no. He's such a terrible... That was so brutal.
0: That was hilarious. Yeah. I I was laughing my tail off. He's
1: like, how much do you want for him? Like it's already it's already spoken for. No, it's not. It's like, yeah, it's kind of mine by proxy. <laughs> he goes, yeah, when I die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What a guy, that guy. Oh, that Mike. Yeah, I don't know. Um... I'm going to be honest Like I think for the most part Most of this summer I'm taking Like almost an RC free summer Unless it's for fun like, Unless I'm going to take The 8th scale out to the skate park And launch it off of the half pipe As fast as I can Or the quarter pipe Or if I'm going to take the boat Out to the The beach And you know Try and get air off of a wave with it And
2: Well what are you uh, What's the plans for tomorrow?
1: Uh, I don't know why Well Why is my phone going off a million times? I don't know
2: uh, well, since it's my birthday and not doing much, right. I'm only gonna have the kids for a couple hours. Uh, let's go launch the uh, jeep off stuff.
1: It needs a steering servo. Yeah,
2: steal one out of something else. <laughs> uh, I can rig it up. I don't want to do that again.
1: Yeah, you. It'd do. have to be the one out of the eight scale over there.
2: You want to launch it?
1: I want to launch that, the eight scale. That the, the buggy, not the green one. Oh, the buggy. Yeah, that's way more fun. The jeep, the jeep isn't meant to go fast.
2: No, but seeing by any a jeep launch off anything, whether it be 8th scale or full scale, is fun. Yeah, <laughs> let me grab it. Okay. We turn some heat up. Oh no, he's blinding us with the light.
0: Oh, there she be I haven't put the winch on it yet
2: Well, what good is that? No, you broke the winch He just threw the winch
0: I've got a winch and I haven't mounted the sucker yet
2: Yeah, neither did he He just had it sitting on the front bumper And he grabbed it and it went flying across the room here Because
0: it got stuck
1: So i got uh, No wheels on my chair So it makes it harder to move around Yeah I stole the wheeled chair oh, This way
0: See you guys seeing Axial SCX10 Like the motor You are really Your picture is really bad Really? Yeah
1: It looks really good from our end
0: Here hang on I will send you a picture on messenger It is horrid
1: Let me fix that it looks really good from here. Maybe it's Dre's internet.
0: That uh, very well could be.
2: <laughs> that uh, small town country internet.
0: Well, they got new internet here in town, and it's literally three quarters of a mile. It's all, uh, by eyesight, it's all wireless. Yep. I have an intent on in my house. They couldn't. It's on the, the new big antenna. is on the water tower in town. Oh, you know, the what big, the just, feng shui? Just outside of town. They couldn't point my antenna directly at it because they said it was too good of a signal. It would burn up my antenna. So they bounce it off the tin roof of my garage to the freaking water tower to get it right. I'm like, really? They're like, Yeah, it'll burn it up inside of a month if we point it straight at it. I mean, it don't even make sense, but it doesn't.
2: That doesn't make any sense. What about now?
0: No. I ha- I see a real nice MKS servo.com sign. I think you do an advertising for him,
1: No, that, no, well, I do like my MKS servos, but that's the banner that's hanging on the wall. Uh, we got to fix this video. There shit. we go. Now, you're, now it, you're there. Is it better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Trumpet oh. huh? Oh, boy. Very nice.
1: But then, yeah. see, I got the ESC all hidden away nice, nice.
0: Very
1: nice. I got right now. It's missing the plate normally that the battery would sit on up front. Yeah. But I did do the uh, the bead locks with it right away. Mm-hmm. And then it's got the uh, MIP drive line. But I got to do some uh, work on the front. The front pinion angle's way off. Yeah, my
0: uh, the one I'm building on my old my old crawler that I'm making the tube truck out of. I need to get my pinion angle is really screwed. I need to. Either cut my lengths and shorten the t- uppers up, or just get shorter ones to begin with. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try and cut them and drill them and retap them and see how bad I screwed up, <laughs> and then probably end up buying them anyway. Yeah, I have.
1: Uh, I'm not gonna have fun with that. I can tell you that much. I've got to get a grub screw out that's stripped.
0: Uh, that because I
1: didn't put enough heat to it before I tried to take it out, and I use the mip. Loctite. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. The good stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Is uh, it that good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't put heat to it, it's probably <laughs> holding on to it. Yeah, I'm sure fine. to use some of that to hold my opinion. Not, you could have. You could have. A, a dab dabble do you, that's for sure.
0: I know the, the low C blue stuff I used, uh it halfway works, but you can always break it loose. But that MIP stuff I got a little bit one time and it is awesome.
1: Yeah, it is, uh, it is some pretty incredible stuff in in the sense of, damn it, uh, Loctite. Like, I didn't believe everybody when they told me that. Like, oh, I'll be careful with that Loctite. Actually, Kyle.
0: Hey, hey, I'll be right back.
1: Uh-oh. We're in trouble. That sucks, dude. I can't get this out. What's that? Pass me out of that bin there, the, uh. I think
2: the 1.5. So we're gonna wrench on. Uh,
1: uh, with the uh, the ones with the gold handles there. Yeah, it might be. Are you just gonna throw the whole thing at me? No, I. Yeah, the one of those ones. One and a half. Yeah, try that. I'll try it and see if it fits. But uh, I don't know. I've been I've been thinking about it because I haven't used it much. No, it'll, It's the other one. It's the sixteenth or whatever it is. One sixteenth is it?
3: Yep.
2: Runching on RCs on the air. Yeah, it's it's totally stripped. <laughs> that
1: bad, eh? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be able to find to fit in it. I'm going to have to definitely uh, figure something
2: out. Is I'm it dead. in a, a place that we are unable to make a notch in it? and?
1: Yeah, well, because it's a recess grub screw here.
2: Oh. I'm back. Welcome back.
0: Phone's always ringing.
1: See what I mean? Uh, where is it? It's uh, in that right out the back of the uh, pinion there, like where the pinion oh. shaft would be. Yeah, right there.
2: See it? Mm-hmm. I know how we'll get it out. Huh? But it may end up with a tool being stripped. But well, <coughs> depends on what tool you're talking
1: about. Because good luck to you will not strip one of those other those tools you just handed me. No. But if we're going to do it, I need to put heat to that.
2: I'll yeah, heat it up well, really good. It's just, I've done this with Torx before. Oh, well, Allen, yeah. We you, could, just, yeah I, you, you find something that you a just. A Torx, yeah, I didn't think
1: of that. I could probably find a Torx out of my uh, one kit. Yeah, that would work. You're right.
2: Hammer that in there yeah. and put some heat to her and she should come apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would work. But, yeah, so,
1: Dre, what are you doing tomorrow?
0: Well, tomorrow our uh, RC club is based out of Spencer, Iowa. They're having their annual Flag Fest, which is kind of their town celebration. Well, they're having their big parade, and we are running our club. We're running our cars through kind of like the Shriners' rap patrol type deal. You know, run around, speed runs up and down the streets. We'll have a jump behind a jump on wheels behind a, a Polaris Ranger that will turn side by side sideways move. We'll, shoot over it, and we'll pro- probably end up bringing home a broken 8-scale buggy and truggy, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and <laughs> nice. um, it's, it seems to be a good way to get the RC word out, because we ran last year, yeah, last year we ran through, it. It's like, holy crap, those things are RC cars, and first, are they gas? Um, can you hear them? No, they're not gas, they're electric, and then oh, immediately, we were like, holy crap, and then after the parade, then we go out to our outdoor track, and we run an open practice for everybody. That wants to come out. I'm gonna take my slash out there and have a bunch of packs. Anybody wants to run it, hand them the controller because they're not gonna hurt the thing. And yeah, it's just a, I don't know, good way to get the news out about our club. And then in a month's time, my hometown has a parade, and then they all come down here. We do, I barbecue for them Friday night, and Saturday. We run through the parade there, and they actually asked us to do put on a demonstration after the parade. So there's gonna be a quarter, quarter pipe uh, jump. Right. With, hopefully some kind of landing pit, because we did it without the landing pit last year, just kind of impromptu on a side street. And we were hitting tree branches with our eight skip buggies. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's,
1: that's where the
0: back, that's where the backflip video came from.
1: Right, right. I remember that one.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kyle, I had had this, this ramp has a 14 foot tongue on it. And then that's hooked up to the back of our hair, my dad's hair rack. And we were jumping over the back of the, the back of the hay rack and landed on bales and we went to side street. It was my blazer and then like 30 foot of hay rack and then like 14 foot of tongue and jump. I hit it going pretty good streak with my eight scale buggy cleared the entire works by about 20 feet. And I did a backflip in the process.
1: (laughs) That's why I want to go to the, the skate park with my eight scale.
0: Yeah. Literally just wide
2: open, hit that quarter pipes hard as I can.
0: And this is what happened to the one drive shaft in the back. It bet in two separate places.
2: That, I'm assuming, was straight at
0: one point. It, wa- it was at one t- point straight, <laughs> yes. And now it looks like an ass.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> a little yeah, that, bit of
0: driveline vibration?
1: No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I bet none, you it none, drove away with no problem whatsoever.
0: None whatsoever. Well, I drove away with three-wheel power and one wheel just kind of dragging, and then two shocks were all screwed up. And <laughs> that was when I wrecked a... Uh, My Max Amps 4S pack that was literally a week and a half old.
1: Oh, yeah, that sucks.
0: Yeah, and I I sent—I remember—I sent Tim or one of the Max Amps guys directly a message, and like, well, did you have the stainless steel metal insert thing that they send with them? Like, yeah, that was on it. They're like, wow, you did a good job. (laughs)
3: Like,
0: I don't know if if you call that good or not, but yeah, it was fun.
2: Oh, that's
1: awesome. So that sounds like it's gonna be a bunch of fun. So I can't wait to see some uh some videos.
0: There I'm gonna have take be taking the video camera along with so hopefully we get some good videos. If nothing else will be some videos at the track afterwards. This is gonna be kinda hard to get hopefully somebody I shouldn't say hopefully somebody, but hopefully somebody breaks during the parade so we can get somebody lined up that hey here's the camera. Now that you're broken, you can't drive it up to here take video.
2: <laughs> First one to break, it's to sign of video camera.
0: There you go. Well like you said I should make sure this thing's charged up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been sitting on my desk for a week, but yeah, I'm not to take that along with. So what have you guys been up to? You gonna go hit the skate park tomorrow and have some carnage or
1: Well, you know what's kinda of funny? My wife says to me, Kyle, Hmm, well tomorrow afternoon I'm going out for a little while. Oh, oh. you are? Okay. She's like, yeah, I figure you might want to just stay home and watch a movie or something. I'm going, nope. mm I think. Now, the only problem is if it's half-decent weather, the skate park is going to be packed. That's going to be a problem. However, however, there is not a lack of plywood and scrap materials in my garage. That is true. And there is a park, well, what, 70 feet that way? Yeah, about that. Um... So I don't need a skate park, because there's a park right there, and I can
2: use a road
1: to a jump, and there's a tree.
2: No, I want to clear that fence and land it in the tennis court. Up and over? Yeah. I don't
1: want to land it in the tennis court. I'll go from the tennis court out onto the grass. There you go. Because pavement landings are hard on them, especially if you don't manage to get it flat again.
0: <laughs> um, do you see any... any gouging on that front shock tower? No, no. no.
2: Looks perfectly fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> That'll puff out. Yeah. It's aluminum. It's made to grind a little castle power max
1: amps does do a low c8 scale buggy i'm using like well yeah actually the esc that is a castle based esc that's in my eight scale
2: oh yeah
1: and then it's got a castle based motor in it too yeah so yeah it's castle with max Amp. yeah it's the same deal yep pretty much uh-huh. Uh-huh. so before i forget because i'm actually for once recording a show after somebody asked me to do something and not forgetting, which is amazing in itself for me to not forget. Uh, but a friend of ours, Jeff Ramos, asked me to mention the uh, ASD Crawlers. Uh, it's an RC group on Facebook. If you want to head over in there and uh, join it, um, they talk all about crawlers, scalers, and and all that wonderful stuff. Um, basically, uh, i had asked J- Jeff, obviously, to send me some information, just so that way I kind of have a, you know, an idea of what it is that he wanted me to talk about. And um, basically, Oscar um, sends a message that explains that uh, he has three sons, four, eight, and nine. His nine-year-old son was diagnosed with autism at 18 months old. Um, So his wife quit work uh, and changed her career and everything so that way she could... You know, learn more about autism to take care of them. Now, myself, uh, my nephew has autism, and as well as uh, my one godson, as well has autism. So, it's more and more, and more becoming prevalent, I guess, nowadays to see it. It's a lot more common now. So, I, I do like uh, what they're doing with the group. Uh, basically, the page has been started to offer opportunities for parents that have children. Uh, and as well as adults to be able to come out uh, to to events that the ASD crawlers have, um, knowing it's going to be a non-judgment kind of situation. You know, everybody's aware of of what's going on, right? Yep. And I can completely understand and see where that comes from. And here comes my wonderful wife. Ugh, she's killing me. I don't know what's worse, my kids or my wife. Yeah, <laughs> she answered the question uh-oh, for <laughs> oh that's not good. Um, so if you have an opportunity to check out ASD Crawlers RC on Facebook, they're a public group. Just uh, search it under on Facebook, ASD Crawlers RC. Uh, join the group and, uh, yeah, share a bunch of stuff. Everyone's uh, posted on there pretty much on a daily basis, two to three times a day. Um, lots of stuff, you know, people have tires and what they've been up to and, of course, stuff about autism. So uh, go over there and give them a, a, a like-in. And,
2: yeah. So I didn't forget to do it this time in a show. ha huh. Well. Look me um, go. I guess with us discussing crawlers, kind yeah. of
1: okay, turned
2: on a, a light in your head to bring it up. Yep. It did. I,
1: it did, believe it or not. Well, and then somebody posting in the group. See right there? Oh, right there. Yeah, right there. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. It's, uh... Go check it out. Like I said, it's a little closer to my heart than than I ever thought it would have been, so...
2: For sure.
1: What else do you got? What? Are you, what's you? So tomorrow's your birthday. Yep. So you're gonna be what? Twelve.
0: No, thirteen. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. My bad.
0: Carl this Carl a young man?
1: Yeah, I think you're only gonna be turning what twenty nine. It's
2: my last year in my twenties. Should
0: oh, enjoy
1: it. <laughs> I'm turning thirty-two. Me too. In July.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I got till November before I'm really old.
1: Oh, there you go. That's okay. When March rolls around, my wife will turn 34.
0: <laughs> Perfect. She was robbing a cradle.
1: Not really. She's only like a year and six months older than me.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just being a smart out.
1: But everybody did used to pump her up about that. Oh, you went after the young one. It's like, who says she went after the young one and I didn't go after the old one? <laughs> like, you, mean, you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know. You guys got anything else?
1: No, unless
2: we wanted to discuss our adventures at camp in the snowstorm. Well, we could. If we've got time, I don't know what we got. uh...
1: Well, what are we at here? I'm trying not to bore people. Oh, no. Too badly.
2: Nobody's bored listening to us.
0: We're we're probably like two hours now.
1: We're at it like a, looks like recording time wise, we're about an hour and 40 minutes in. Oh, yeah. Give or or take some. Well, yeah, okay, we can talk about camp. Yeah. So originally the idea of going up to camp was to go up and get stuff set up so that way come fall we have a decent setup and obviously have somewhere to go throughout the summer if we want to go fishing and stuff like that. Originally we weren't bringing the four-wheelers, right? We were planning on just kind of driving in with the man van into the lake. We were just going to
2: take the man van up. Because we didn't want to beat on your so, precious truck.
1: Yeah, my little pavement princess. Yep. That spent more time off-road than some people's fully blown off-road trucks. I know. Right? It's, it's true. <laughs> it is true. So, uh, we uh, all of a sudden, I go for, for supper with my uncle and my cousin and uh, my uncle's co-worker there. And all of a sudden, it's, oh, we're bringing the bikes up. Uh... Okay, so that means I have to take two vehicles in because me and Kyle were going to go up on one and we are going to put all the skids because we brought up a bunch of skids and we built a platform for us to actually put the tent on instead of the tent being on the ground because, well, as Kyle figured out very, very quickly how uneven the ground is within a two-foot by two-foot square, it was just easier for us to level a platform and go from there. So come home. My bike's not ready. Thank God my stepdad's bike was ready, other than needing the battery
2: charged. Yeah, we still did some tinkering on oh, it. Oh,
1: we did, yeah. We had to take the preload out of the shocks. We had to take the plate Which off the Which we bottom. never
2: did the front. And-
1: no, I found my spanner wrench, so we can definitely take the preload out of the front. Yeah, the next ride. Now, when, rides- you say,
0: when you say bikes, are you talking dirt bikes or four-wheelers? Four-wheelers. Okay. ATVs.
1: Um, right on. And then mine, well, geez, mine, uh, three of the four tires wouldn't hold air so Uh, we so kyle and i had to take tires off of rims we went atv on that yeah and we had to clean beads and put tires back on and there's actually a video kyle and i reseeding a bead on facebook (laughs) so you can check out my uh facebook i believe it's on my facebook I don't think I put it on the podcast. I'm pretty sure it's on mine. No,
2: it's yeah. on yours. You yeah. didn't put it on the podcast. Yeah, you,
0: if, you, if you do some digging on mine, I think you linked me to it, too, because you guys are blowing up tires of either. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, so if you want to uh, check that out, you can head over to my Facebook and check it out. Uh, it should be fairly easy to find, I think. I don't know. Wherever they keep videos on this stupid thing. Maybe under more? Oh, it's under more. Okay.
2: I can't remember if there is... Uh, Graphic language in it or not?
1: Yeah, I don't remember either.
2: I think we did post a warning on it.
1: Uh, let me click on it. Attention language, if you're sensitive to language, mute the video.
2: Yeah, yeah, I have a tendency to not censor myself. I don't think Drake can hear that. Oh, but they
1: might be able to on the thing. Yeah, okay, yes, we're not going to do can. that then. Okay, we'll just, uh, Yeah, so if you want to check it out, it's on my Facebook. It's, uh... Two minutes and 50 seconds of utter...
2: Uh, <laughs> um, me. <'kay. laughs> if ever anybody hasn't gotten this yet, I'm an utter redneck, and this is just how we get things done. We do work. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so we got that done. Um, well, actually, the first night we did two tires, and we put them back on, and then the next night, I think you had the kids because it was a Wednesday, and I had come home from work. There was something along those lines, because you didn't end up coming over the next day, because I ended up doing the carb the next day. Yeah, it
2: must have been a... Yeah, because we would have been getting ready for the weekend. So, yes, I would have had the kids on the Wednesday. Yeah. So, he didn't come over that day, and then he come back over on the Thursday, and that's when
1: we looked at the bike and said, Great, that tire over there is still leaking. Awesome. (laughs) So... Being professionals at unmounting and
2: remounting tires. all the- Oh yeah, by the way, we're not using a tire machine. We're not using <laughs> no. proper tire spoons. We're literally using... Pry bar or what? Tire, tire irons? irons out of the hatch of your car yeah. that you change your tire with <laughs> that are not meant for dismounting tires.
1: And we used the the Durango to... Uh, to break the beads. To break the beads.
2: Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> so we were... uh we managed to do that. The one tire still seems to leak, but the only step we didn't do with that third tire was I
2: we didn't cranked pressure. it up to thirty
1: psi and let it sit and see. Now I did that last night with it. I haven't checked it, so I'll check it tomorrow and see how much it's lost, if any. If it hasn't lost any, then I can air it down and it should be good to go. Um, but yeah, it was just it, it it was just a week of ridiculousness to get everything ready, and then. Oh, we had to patch up the boot on your drive shaft oh yeah I found another of...
2: redneck idea yeah
1: so <laughs> we <laughs> I noticed that there's a tear in the in the front boot for the front drive shaft of my bike and I'm going okay well I gotta fix that like I can't be letting sand and dirt and crap get all in there and it looks like it's fairly fresh and the good news is I really haven't rolled the bike a lot in mud and crap recently so it, it looks like it's one of those okay this just started not too long ago. So, Dre, you're going to appreciate every minute of this. <laughs> I come in the house. I grab my syringe of udder butter. Yes. I, yes. Run, I run outside. I find the hole in the boot. I stick the end of the syringe in there, and I proceed to inject as much grease, the utter butter as I can get in, into this joint. Uh, at that point, I go on a boat doing all my other stuff, and then Kyle goes, well, because I thought, well, once I put grease on it, how the hell am I going to put duct tape around it? Because duct tape isn't going to stick to grease. This is just going to be a bloody mess. So Kyle goes, do you got an old pair of jeans? I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, well, just cut a piece of old jean and put that around it, and then we'll zip tie it.
2: It's an old trick for CV axles. You got a torn boot, you just throw a jean leg over it and hose clamp on either end, and you're good until it starts clicking or blows apart. So (laughs) we get get the jean around
1: it between the two of us. We get some zip ties around the jean. And then gorilla tape comes into place. Yes. Yeah. So we put some gorilla tape all the way around it. Now, I know how tape works. Tape works better when it's warmed up because it gets stickier. <laughs> so Kyle and I have this hair scheme idea that we're going to jack the bike up both front and rear, start it, <laughs> and proceed to slowly roll it forward in four wheel drive so that way the, the drive shaft spins. Well, Kyle starts jacking up the back. I've already got the front up in the middle. Well, does the bike not start wanting to wobble and fall over? So here I am holding the bike with Kyle's trying to stabilize it. And then he's trying to give it fuel. And I'm trying to heat oh, it was just it was one of those moments. Needless to say, it's it's great. Like I'm I've got another boot on order. And like I really want to switch it because the OCD inside of me wants it to be proper.
2: But then the other side of me wants to go. There's nothing wrong with it the way it is. It's true. And this is where I get my name, Kamikaze, from. Because I'm just, I'm nuts like that. Yeah, he makes me me nervous.
0: And I felt bad about putting new valve springs in my four-wheeler for we went camping this year. Oh, I I got nothing on you guys. (laughs) Other other than my four-wheel drive turns on and off like a light switch whenever it wants to, but... That's electrical crap. That's nothing else.
2: <laughs> Gotta love electronics.
0: All oh, for convenience. I, pr- I priced a new Honda Foreman. Nah, I'll keep mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm spending eight grand on a, on a four-wheeler to play with. That's Not when You're, oh, you're better off four. to
1: buy like a player or sportsman if you want one to play with. If you want to get a workhorse and buy another Honda.
0: Well, here's the deal. My definition of clay is very, very tough. And I guarantee a Polaris would like I can't say it on this podcast because we're being clean, but <laughs> it would not it would not like the things that I would do to it.
1: That's what warranty's for. By the extended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what'd you what'd you do? Well, I jumped it fourteen feet long and three feet in the air, and then I submerged the racks underneath the water for about a quarter mile.
1: You need to buy a mud pro. Be done with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I oh, I'd love to have a uh, Articat. What is it, the, the nine hundreds or thousand mud cats? Duh. Cool. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not dropping fourteen or fifteen grand on a four wheeler. Yeah,
1: I hear you. I hear you on that. I'm in the same boat. I'm glad I have mine. And then Kyle just, gets the the advantage of using my stepfather's. Would you think most people would take the bigger bike? Because my stepfather has a five hundred, and my bike's a four hundred. No, I like how I ride the 500. I'm good on my little 400.
2: I love that 500. And you
1: know what? That's the only thing about mine that I wish it had was like it was closer to a 500. If it had the power and torque that the 500 had, I'd I would be tickled pink.
0: We can always bore it out.
1: Yeah, I know. That's coming. See, my, my
0: my foreman's a 450. Hmm. But you know, I like I got plenty of low end grunt, but I run out of t- on top end. 45. 48 mile an hour is all the faster we'll go top end. So I gets, we get out on the road and all the ranchers and polaris is just walking over me on the gravel. But if we're in the climate and hills and whatnot, I'm right there with them, if not ahead of them.
1: Yeah, my, mine's pretty much the same. I get about uh, about 45-ish mile an hour out of mine. And then that's it. That's that's
2: screaming wide open. So, And then I'm always a sucker. For some reason, I always end up at the back of the pack. <laughs> and I'm the lightest dude on one of the bigger bikes. Yeah. <laughs> that'll just blow by all of them, and I'm stuck at the back. And then your cousin there deciding, well.
1: Let me drop that, some tires off in the dirt.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ride half on the dirt and half on the pavement. It's cold, it's <laughs> blowing, and all he's doing is throwing sand in my face the whole time. <laughs> I thought about just holding her to the bar and just passing all you guys, but <laughs> that's not really the safest thing to do on a
1: Well no, true, it's not. I still remember the one time me, my brother in law, and my father in law all went riding. And at the time my brother in law owned a Pol- not a player uh, Yamaha Kodiak. I think it was uh four fifty or something like that. Whatever theirs whatever there's is that that weird in between number, right? And we're all hightailing it down this one highway, and I get up. I'm I'm behind the two of them because Mark's on his 500 Magnum there, and, and yep. he's on. I get this hair scheme idea that I'm going to pull my pants down and moon them as I pass them, right? So here I go, because we're not doing wide open. We're doing about 50, 55, and I know my bike's got the other 25, 30 clicks I need, and we're starting to come down a hill. So there I am undoing my belt, pulling my pants down. <laughs> Give her give her wide open throttle. I come up beside my, my brother-in-law. He looks over. He goes like this. He almost falls off his bike. <laughs> and then he starts laughing, right, because he sees how funny it is. Well, I get up in front of my father-in-law, and he just kind of hits the brakes and all of a sudden stops. <laughs> he just stops, and I just keep going. And it's like, uh, I, I turn around, of course, try and pull your pants. But getting the pants down is not such a problem. For some reason, pulling them back up is a big problem. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, a little, yeah, I've done some questionable things.
2: So, yeah, that was our preparations for camp. Yeah, preparations for camp. And then finally,
1: man, what time were we out there till on Friday night packing? Oh, it was late. Like 8.39, 9.30, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, because I still had to come in the house and do a bunch of other things. I was all irritated about it. Yep. So we got through all that. We got all of our stuff packed. We get up in the morning. We meet up, gas the bikes up, and then we head up north. But we did. We got there fairly early. I think we got there what? Eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning?
2: Yeah, about eight thirty we showed up there. And then we had left by six. I think six, it was like six, six thirty or something. Yeah, like that. Something yeah. like that.
1: So we went we went full uh work mode when we got up there. Yep. Started clearing up all the brush and everything like that and um what a day. Like, we should have... I wish we had had a little more time to actually do stuff. I want to head back up now that it's all done. Like I said, I'm I'm strongly thinking about adding uh, another row of skids. Because all the skids we brought up, we ended up doing, like, a, a 9 by 9 square with the skids in order to put the tent on. Well, the tent is... For whatever reason, I didn't think about the fact that the skids are a little narrower. Like, they're 4 foot long, and they're, like, three and a half wide. Yep. So I didn't quite think of that. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the tent fits on the platform, but only two ways.
2: So I think if we had another row, then we can put it any way we want. Yeah, it would have been a lot better if we had it we had it turned the wrong way and that wind It wasn't that bad. Like I said, once we hunkered down for the night, as long as you kept yourself covered up. Yeah, well you also had the benefit of what 36 inches of air between Yeah, that between was such you a bad and the idea. Floor that was and such a bad idea. I was I would have traded you in an instant. I kid you not. It was that bad. I would have been game because I was hurt the next morning. You have said something.
1: I would have gave it to you. I would have taken all those blankets that you had piled up and I would have made like a cocoon.
2: All that work and back surgery yeah. and
0: cold it was Yeah. <laughs> I, sounds like I you, got Sounds up. like you
1: guys need to build a cabin. Well, funny enough, yeah, there's been some discussion. Yeah. Well, we should just add another row and put some walls up and a little lean to roof. wood yeah. stove
2: done. I woke up in the morning. I had to go out to the man van and uh, sit in it with the heated seat on and the heat on. It uh, just. Yeah, that titanium gets cold. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like I
1: said, for me, once I figured out how to cover up. I was like money Had little openings that way I was getting fresh air in and out The only thing is I need a bigger sleeping bag Yeah A 250 plus pound man does not do well In a standard size sleeping bag trying to move around Yeah uh, Maybe if it wasn't on the air mattress It may not have been so bad No you get the air mattress in there too and Especially when it's leaking. Deflating oh my god at one point, well, at, at one air- point, if I moved, I was definitely falling off of it, and then it got to
2: a point where it was I was just in it. Well, there was <laughs> two <laughs> factors: the extreme cold that we had, air naturally shrinks, yeah, and then the slow leak added in there. To yeah, I gotta, gotta figure out where it leaks from. Air and leaking air. Yeah, yeah. bad scene. Did have fun? No. Uh, Yeah, it was good times. Good ride.
1: Yeah, the next day. Even though it was,
2: yeah. Even though it was cold, it was, uh... What is it with us? Like, it was just as
1: cold the last time we were up there. Yep. (laughs) And we were up there in October.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like, it was, throughout the day, like, it'd be sunny and not bad, and you'd take everything off, and then... The clouds would roll back in, and it
1: would start blowing and snowing, and it's just like, "What? What, what, wait, wait wait, a minute, stop it.
2: Yeah cover all back up and then by the time you got covered back up and warmed up and back to work and you're sweating and the sun's back out it's like ugh, make up your mind either snow or stay sun and it just come in waves every like what 15-20 minutes yep get about 10-15 uh, minutes of sun and then 15-20 minutes of snow it was just well no it was yeah. a good time though did some fishing didn't Really do too well on that I think No I wanna You know what That's what we're doing Tomorrow afternoon
1: Where do you wanna go Somewhere where we can Catch fish As long as we bring worms
2: Do you mind going for a drive Where are we going I could bring you down the line Hit up the Thessalon River And some Stuff along there I
1: was thinking even closer than that Like Echo Bay
2: Echo Bay. There isn't really much fishing. Like you can't even fish the Bar River. There isn't anything a in Bar River and b it's uh, a fish sanctuary, Perfect. for whatever reason. <laughs> Perfect. It's a fish sanctuary. There's nothing take, in take, it. But take take some
0: dynamite and a pitchfork.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I haven't really done too much fishing around uh, Echo Bay. I'd just... Without a boat, anyway
1: Well, the only problem is I'm going to probably have the kids Unless somehow I can convince my mom
2: <laughs> Mommy?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call yeah, my no, mom no. tomorrow
2: We'll figure something out, anyway we could go Like I said, do that. I'm going to take the kids for a couple hours After they're swimming and stuff have What time is that around? I'll get them 11, 12, 30. So I'd probably keep them till 2, 3. that probably work. And then...
1: We'll figure it out from there. I want to go do some more fishing. That's for sure. Oh, and yeah. then definitely, 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 definitely. I cannot wait to get that Russian SKS. Oh, boy. My vacation is two weeks away. And it'll probably be the last Friday of my vacation. But we are going to spend...
2: Because you have the kids next weekend. Yeah, I don't have them this weekend. I have them the weekend after. And then it'd be the weekend after that that we'd be going. Let's go shoot some stuff. How long did it take me to convince you to get that SKS?
1: Well, it didn't take, it wasn't that I needed convincing. It was just, listen, I want to go shoot things. I want to go shoot (laughs) at things, targets, whatever. Not people, not people. Never people. No. But I just want to go shoot at things. And a Russian SKS is, like you said, cheap. And the ammunition is even cheaper. And even yeah. more available. Exactly. That's- and for me, the the way I look at it is because I'm going to have to clean it and, and everything like no, that.
0: No no, 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 no. Don't clean it. If you don't clean an SKS, it will eventually go into a, uh, whether they take a, a slam fire. Yep. I was, t-
2: yep. <laughs> I was telling him about that one. I'm like, you really gotta watch SKSs with slam fire.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey, it's not restricted. It's an SKS or whatever the Canada says. They didn't say nothing about not cleaning it and making a full auto. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, would, it basically turns it into a five-shot um, assault <laughs> uh, rifle. What are they? I can never think of them. AK-47 because it does take the same shells. 7.62 by 39. <laughs>
0: No, what's no? Because seven six two by fifty four R is the Mosin the Gant, isn't it? Yeah. The Mosin, yeah,
2: you, and I almost got him convinced on the Mosin. Dude. That is a scary
1: looking gun, man. My,
0: my hey, here's the deal: my cousin has one. It, the thing that the worst thing about it, you have to wear earplugs. Yep. And I'm half deaf anyway from shooting all my stuff without earplugs, and everything I own doesn't have a muffler on it. But that thing is scary loud. Oh my!
2: It God. is, but great, and I love the. Full, uh, the stock that goes the mo- almost the whole length of the barrel.
0: The ninety-one thirty version, yeah. yeah. Yeah, The only problem is you got to get the one that has all the cos, cosmolite, cosmolite. There, all the, the 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 goop they put in the stock to preserve them.
2: Yeah, the uh, I can never remember cos- it. cosmoline. Cosmoline, that's it. Yep, yep. And that's what the SKS will be packed in. Is that cosmoline? No.
0: Yeah, and it's just nasty, goopy. The best way I've heard to get rid of that is get a 55-gallon drum and put a light bulb in it and put your stock in it and just let it sit.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and the heat will eventually ooze it out. you got to keep wiping it down, and it takes a while, but yeah.
2: Because it's, it's almost... Uh... It's waxy. Yeah, it's a preserver, right? they were all yeah. surplus keeps, guns
0: and keeps it from rusting, keeps it from the wood deteriorating. It's an excellent product. It's just a son of a gun to get out.
1: Oh, it wow. is. It is. No pun intended, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and another drink for me.
2: <laughs> I, I really think you like the Mosin. You should uh, look into again. Very cheap gun. Under I, I only need one cheap one. It's under 200 bucks. It's loud. It's got a bigger shell. And when it's you loud. whip that out and people are like, what is that? Mm. It's so pretty.
1: I still don't understand why those are on the restricted list.
0: Can <sighs> you see that or no?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can also see the refresh rate on the light.
0: It's a lot better on this side than it is on the cam on the camera. But so you had that strobe thing. See, here's why it's probably not legal up there. It's because I got the collapsible stock.
2: Yeah, but they do have guns now with collapsible stocks. They're putting that on everything. If you haven't noticed, most guns now, they're going with that uh, military-style ballistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't get it. I don't get the fascination with it. I get it. It's cool. But on your 22
0: and hey, your 410, like. <laughs> jo- Johnny Tactical. Johnny yeah. Cat- Tactical. Yeah. yeah. I had a cousin. Well, I went to buy goose decoys at Cabela's one time in Omaha. And he came along because he wanted to get new stock for his River 1022. He bought a tactical stock with a flashlight and a collapsible stock deal and a pistol grip. I'm
2: like, it's still a 22. Yeah. oh uh, whatever, whatever. I don't get it. And they've taken it and run with it. And now you're seeing it on a lot of stuff. And I don't like it. I know a lot of people do like it. I like my gun, my hunting rifle, to look like a hunting rifle. I, I'm i not going to war here. I don't need my, my bird gun to have tactical flashlights and collapsible stocks and you know, I don't need all that stuff. No, true but it's just kind of cool.
0: I, I do prefer the synthetic to a wood stock just for you know, and, and the coating like my shotgun is all camo. If it's mm. raining, I'd worry about that far less than with a wood gun with a blue barrel.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, synthetic is nice that way. The upkeep on it's easier. You don't have to worry. Oh, I, you know, brushed up against a tree or something with it, or, you know, drop it neck Nick Wood. Or... Synthetic's nice that way. I'm just reading some stuff.
1: Apparently the AR-15 is restricted. Originally they wanted to make it a prohibited gun. Really? But they weren't able to because the DCRA made the case that the AR was used for competitive target shooting.
2: Which
0: it is.
1: So it got moved to the restricted list, but apparently it was because the selection for prohibition was made on the basis of appearance. Photos in a popular annual publication were screened. The scary-looking rifles were identified. Rifles that didn't exist when the legislation was enacted are generally restricted or non-restricted on the basis of barrel length, except for a few that were prohibited, on the basis of ease of conversion to full auto and etc. So the... So that's why some guns that we look at are non-restricted and then we shake our head and go, well how is that non-restricted and that one's restricted?
2: Because they look Because scary. it came out
1: because it came out after they ena- enacted that and so it didn't it doesn't fit in any of the cortical categories of restricted. So because it's well that's like you can't so you can you can't even make an AR15 into an unrestricted because it's restricted any variant of it, including the 22. Okay, yeah, so um, M14s are prohibited. The M305 and M14s Norincos and Springfield M1As are not M14s, putting a barrel shorter than 18.5 inches on any semi-auto center fire will make it restricted. Why would you want to is another thing.
0: God, I want a grand. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: dude have you ever shot an m1 they're awesome
1: no i haven't
0: oh they're sweet especially when a, especially when a stripper clip thing flies out after you after it goes empty and you make that king sound oh it's sweet
3: <laughs> yeah
0: we had a i used to belong to a gun club and there was military night and this guy brought out, he had four M1 Grands, and I'm just standing there watching. He's like, You ever shot one? I'm like, No, he's like, Here, go ahead. So I'm shooting. And I shot off a, a clip, and here, he shows me out and load another one, shot another one off. I'm like, These are weird looking bullets. What are they? He's like, Oh, they're ar- eh, they're armor piercing. I looked at him. <laughs> How did you get armor piercing bullets? Oh, I've had these for years. That's why we're shooting them off. They're getting, then you can see the brass is getting kind of corroded. I just want to get room before they go bad. I'm like, I could have got a car at a junkyard we could have shot at or something. At, <laughs> at least do some damage. damage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would have went and bought a $200 Junker, bro.
0: Yeah, I'll take the door with my blazer right now. Let's just shoot that thing up. Let's
2: just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a blazer, it's only a door. Yeah. <laughs> I can find another one. <laughs> All right, well, we'll probably do this again sometime
1: soon. Like I said, guys, the MBM podcast, we're still going to talk RC here and there, but we're also going to talk about stuff we do in everyday life and other things that we enjoy. So yeah, you really probably cool. will hear more hunting and, and gun talk because that is something that I've uh, kind of started delving off into. As It's something, and, and Kyle will attest for it, guns have always been a weird fascination for me. And again, it's the mechanics of them. Yep. It's it's just like RC, the mechanics behind RC is interesting to me, and and how the RCs work, and the different components work, and and firearms are a lot the same for me, like so. I'm 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 looking forward to it. We should have a few more shows. I think we're gonna try and do this every two weeks because Kyle won't have children, so actually, hopefully, the next time we sit down to do one of these, Kyle and I will be bouncing around like a bunch of little women, all excited because
2: we went and shot a gun. I don't get that excited. Well
1: yeah but for you, but it's yeah. you and I going, so you can just imagine what we might want to
2: shoot at. yeah, we're gonna have to bring some stuff with us. I know I'm trying to think of stuff I have.
0: I'll send you a list of really easy stuff that's really fun to shoot.
2: Oh,
1: see, there you go. perfect. See what I mean? We can build jumps out of that stuff right behind you.
2: We could. ADHD moment, sorry.
1: All right, <laughs> folks, that's uh, another episode of the MBM podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did sitting here flapping our lips for you. Uh, if you got any constructive criticism, have a question, have us want us to mention something, um, shoot us a message on Facebook. Make sure you, of course, you like and share uh, the Facebook page, MBM Podcast Everything RC. And of course, make sure you check out all of the wonderful people that support us. RC. I, I see your finger. One minute. Uh, RC uh, Gombinan Racing Skins, MKS Servos, I know I'm forgetting some, it's been a while, Max Amps, what am I missing, Dre? I
0: don't know, I was just going to make sure, because last time I forgot to thank Heath from CowRC, since I am a sponsored team member, <laughs> last time I totally spaced off, I just want to thank him for some great, and always innovative products at a great price.
1: Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, that Moose like- Suck? What did we use the Moose Lick on? We used it on something else, didn't we?
0: I use it on everything. Oh, I don't buy we, w, I don't buy WD forty anymore.
2: We used that uh I can't remember. We were using it for something.
0: It and also also so you know, if you run out of ether, Moose Lick is flammable enough to start a snowmobile.
1: Really? Yeah, oh I know that it because is, I've it I've is. used it to start the generator when it was giving me a headache. You know what else starts I generators? Bug spray? Oh yeah, bug spray from Home Depot.
0: I've got I've got the most well lubed Articat seven hundred sled in <laughs> Iowa, guaranteed.
3: <laughs>
1: well, with that being said, this has been the MBM Podcast. Thanks for joining us on this wonderful episode and have yourselves a good one.